kick one, two, one, two, bitch. bitch. Mike, Mike, check one, two, one, two. What the fuck is good, y'all? What up? It is episode one forty one. One forty one. The Logical Sense Podcast. This is your boy Busby, and over here is your boy JC. No hoodies. And Martin is on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Martin? Wherever you what are, what up? In spirit, in this little weed smoke spirit. I mean, spirit or whatever. He's coming back from celebrating his nephew's second birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never know. He might just walk up in here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, fuck with your weekend. Uh, it was cool. I mean, it was the, the holiday weekend, so yeah. it wasn't shit, shit to do. Yeah, everybody was either gone or... Popping their fireworks on the street and all that other shit. Yeah. So, was, your, was your block hella popping like it was Iraq? Honestly, I was inside. I don't do fireworks. Like, I'll do them if I'm out and about. Yeah. But in terms of, like, being at home and then bringing a lawn chair out and watching, I was like, I don't even know what the fuck I did for the, like, the actual, when the fireworks went off. I forgot what I was watching, but I was watching TV. Yeah. And they were just cracking off. Yeah, I kind of saw some shit on my neighborhood and all that crap. And I was, I guess I was working, too. So I worked a little, little light shift or whatever and time and a half. Hey, hey. Hey. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like a ka-ching in the background but you know that too um no nah, but as far as overall weekend went i mean it was cool it, it affected my my working and my driving yeah but once i realized it was going to do that it was, it was right before the fourth mm-hmm. so instead of getting pissed off about it and stressing about it i was like yeah eh, it's the week to i didn't go anywhere but at the same time i'm not spending any money yeah so relax fuck it it's you know chill. larissa and my sister went to go down went down to LA to go see uh, Cleo, so I, I was literally just kicking it by my lonesome. <laughs> just, just I get so lonely. But then Saturday night for the UFC fight. Oh um, yeah, I watched that shit. Yeah, I went out to Stuff Pizza to go meet up with a uh, with Josh mm. and his boy Aaron, and then there a few of their people. Um, and I ain't seen Josh in a fucking minute, mm. so that was cool that he hit me up, um, especially because the pizza spot was only like. Five minutes away from my place. That makes sense. I, yeah. I ended up walking in right when old boy got, old boy got his fucking head kneed in. I was folding <laughs> clothes at my house. And I remember seeing the montage of old boy, the white boy, talking all that shit. He was the one talking the most shit. That's what I noticed. And I'm like, he's talking hella shit. So I was folding clothes. And I see them get in the octagon. And they're just looking. And, and what's his name? Who, who's the Mexican guy? I cannot pronounce his name. But you know. I'm, I'm looking at their names right now. Uh, so Jorge. Uh, Jorge. Masvidal. Masvidal. Yeah. He was just chilling. He was kind of chilling with his hands behind his back. But mm-hmm. Then they rang the bell. And all of a sudden, he just ran and gave him a shining wizard knee kick to the fucking face. All of a sudden, I just look up, and he just kicks him in his face. Give me a hell, yeah! Literally knees him in his face, and he drops instantly. Literally just drops and start, and then he starts giving him the fade. And, yeah. then, and then he goes down, like, yeah. what, motherfucker? And he taps his fingers. And then when he played dead, you know, when he ran around and just... 
I'm dead. Ben Askren was homeboy that got his ass kicked. Got me got knee to the face. Literally knee to the fucking face. That was the fastest knockout in UFC history. Yeah. They counted as five seconds, but technically he was out in three. As soon as he hit the knee hit, he was gone. That shit was over as soon as he got charged and ran. Yeah. He, no, as soon as that knee hit his face, he was dead. Like, and he was out for like a good ten minutes. They couldn't. They had to like try to bring him back. You don't know what the hell happened. Yeah. Imagine getting your head down. All of a sudden, you just saw blackness. <laughs> I woke up and everybody was screaming "World Star." Some nigga woke up in two thousand and one. About the same time, Drake dropped two thousand and one. Hey. Two thousand twenty one. Shit. Saw that, and then Amanda Nunez when she. Knocked out Holly Holm. Yeah. But yeah, that lasted a good round, though. Almost a round. Yeah, it, 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 at least, you know. Because you saw they were both head, they were both strategically fighting each other. Because when they both went against Ronda, it was just like boom, boom, right. boom, boom. This time they were just, they were both being strategic. And then Holly Holmes caught, got caught slipping. And then old girl just kicked her right in the face. Dropped to her knees and then got socked in the face. And then that was it. And I was like, Wow. <laughs> I leaned over and told Josh, said, yo, Holly's manager or trainer or whoever is on the phone with La Migra right now trying to get Nunez kicked out of the country Dude. for the ass whooping because that, yeah, it, it looked good for the first four minutes. For the first, yeah. And then almost those, to the, the last round. 50 seconds. Just... Yeah, she slipped and then kicked in her fucking, and kicked her in the jaw and then she just dropped to the floor and then decked her in the face and then that was it. Amanda Nunez is like the best in the world pretty much. Yeah. Literally, like she took out all of Ronda. She took out Ronda, Holly Holmes, and pretty much all of Ronda's cronies that you see in NXT and WWE. She took them all out, choked them out, knocked them out. Now she is literally the best female UFC fighter in the world. The only right. thing she needs to do is go to WWE and knock out Ronda again. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, yeah. And then, of course, Bones Jones uh, with the. Uh... That fight was boring, but... It was. Uh, Tiago Santos. There was another knockout, too, that you missed. But when you walked in, there was another knockout. It was like... It was like, it was like it was a knockout before Oh Boy did the knee to the face. That happened in, like, the second round. Literally decked him right in the face. White Boy just dropped. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of knockouts, this this, um, this this UFC fight. The most knockouts I've ever seen. Yeah. Niggas were going night-night. I'm not really one to watch UFC, but again... Me neither. It, Social and yeah, I stream. Hey, I stream the shit. Or that's all I do. I don't want to pay no fucking sixty dollars for that shit. Oh, you got to go to uh, Stuff Pizza. There was no cover fee. Oh, the the pizza spot around right around my place. Oh shit! It was literally just buy your food and drinks. I didn't even know you were gonna watch. I didn't. I didn't know I was gonna watch. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it for future reference. Oh yeah, depending on because you know Buffalo Wild Wings they charge. You know yeah, I remember that time we we all went to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the fight. They only had the preliminary fight and then they were like oh no we're only showing this fight we're like what the fuck yeah some bullshit the fuck you mean you're only showing this fight you're only showing the free shit what kind of shit is that no, you gotta pay for that uh but for me i went to the movies of course mr best be at the movies and i saw spider-man far from home it was like, cool it was i said if endgame was the finale for the whole phase three shit Mm-hmm. For the whole MCU universe, this is more the epilogue, and it kind of sets up everything going forward, pretty much. Was it better? I saw it again before I came here with Edgar, and at first I thought this was better than Homecoming, but then seeing it again, I'm like, nah, Homecoming is just a little bit better. Yeah. And it was cool, for the most part. People were calling it the best Spider-Man ever, and I'm just like... No. I mean, it's good, but... No. It's not better than the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, and it's most definitely not better than um, Enter the Spider-Verse. I can tell you that right now. 
Mm. Maybe, maybe top five, maybe, but nah. The Sam Raimi Spider Man two and fucking what's it called? Sp- Enter the Spider Verse. Those were the best Spider Man movies of all time. But this shit, yeah, and it kind of sets up. You want me to spoil it for you? You don't give a fuck. I read the plot. Oh, you read the plot. Well, Martin, <laughs> if you're listening, you skip ahead. But um, yeah, in the post credit scene, where there was two post credit scenes. The first post credit scene was you know Spider Man is swinging around with MJ, aka Zendaya. And, you know, he goes up there, and after that, he's chilling on the rooftop. Not rooftop, but he's chilling, and he's in Times Square. So then the news report breaks, going like, oh, sh- um, here's there's some information. I got some footage came out from the battle in London, because he went against Mysterio. Here's, like, footage from that. Right. And it, sh- and, it, and it got leaked from the Daily Bugle, and it shows the DailyBugle.com, and it shows J. Jen- Jonah Jameson, played by J.K. Simmons. Y'all don't know he was from the original Spider-Man, you know, movies and shit. Mm-hmm. And he pretty much was calling Spider-Man a menace and all this other shit. Almost on some talk radio Alex Jones shit. And he was like, "Yeah, you ready for the blockbuster kicker? Watch this." And then Mysterio's going like, "Yeah, Spider-Man was the one that attacked me. Da, 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 da. I gotta go back to my realm." But yeah, before I go, I gotta let y'all know this shit. I gotta let y'all know Spider-Man's real secret identity is Peter Parker. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay f- and then his face, literally Parker's face, appeared on the time. He put him on the Summer Jam screen. And everyone, I remember everyone in the theater went, oh, shit. And then it, go, and it cuts to Spider-Man go, what the f- <laughs> What the f- And it goes black. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now, the second post credit scene, I remember when I said you don't need to see Captain Marvel to see Endgame. You were wrong. Well... Yeah, only for Far From Home. You not you have to see it for Far From Which Home. Which means in the grand scheme of things, yeah, you, you have, have to, to watch it. it. Yeah, the end of the end of saga. I mean, you didn't need to see the CM game, but for Far From Home, you most definitely had to see Captain Marvel. Anyway, turns out Nick Fury and um, his girl, what's it called, his right hand woman or whatever, they're really the skulls, like the aliens from Captain Marvel, and they were sent from Nick Fury to help do this shit. Meanwhile, he's telling Nick Fury like, yeah, everything went cool, but everything went wrong, and. They keep asking you where the fuck the Avengers are, and I don't know what to tell you. And Nick Fury just goes, shut up. (laughs) And it shows him on a beach, but it's really just a hologram, and he just gets up, and he's just like, all right, everybody back to work. And it shows him on a space station with the skulls, and then it just goes black. And I'm going like, oh, so you in space, huh, motherfucker? But that was like, it was... All around, I was like, okay, that's a good ending for the Phase 3. And I'm like, okay, that's... It was like a nice epilogue for what's to come and shit. Yeah. Then I saw another one. Hmm. Midsummer. I don't know. Oh yeah. There's powerful niggardry at work. Hey? Now, people, I've seen Hereditary, and it's made by the same director. And I like, you know, I like it's a, I like creepy, like you know, nice psychedelic, like psychological thrillers. So I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a sucker for that shit. And he did a great job on Hereditary. And if y'all remember, <laughs> there's something strange with the Johnsons. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. There's powerful niggardry at work. Uh, if y'all should just, I'm not even going to tell y'all, just go on just go on YouTube, type it in, and just watch 20 minutes of that. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, so I wanted to go see Midsummer, and I was just like, okay, this is getting good reviews, and they're saying it's scary, it's a trip. So I'm like, okay, fuck, I like this. I, I like that kind of shit. So I sat and watched it. People. If you're into artsy, psychological thriller, artsy, symbolic thrillers, you'll like this movie. You'll like Midsummer. But for me, no. this shit was white problems. <laughs> white 
problems. Like, <laughs> man, this shit that happened. Like the first half, I was winning for the first half. I was like, okay, that's the first, the first part. Then the second app came in and it dragged. This movie was two hours, my nigga. It dragged. I passed out twice, and I never did that in a horror movie before. Going to sleep because it just. It just dragged and dragged and dragged. Then it gets to the third act, and that's when shit just goes haywire because you knew what was going. It was like some cult shit, and you can tell throughout the whole movie the cult people were giving like the the main characters like food and drinks, but you could tell they were spiking it with shit like that. What's it called? What was the shit that Bill Cosby gave? <laughs> just quaaludes. Yeah, putting putting quaaludes in it and shit like that because they were tripping balls and all types of shit, and then shit just kept happening. There was a lot of what the fuck moments. I kept saying what the fuck. Not because I was scared, but what the fuck am I watching? And then when it just ended, and then I just got up and like... What kind of shit is that? What kind of shit is that? I just walked out like, why the fuck did I watch? It was, a, it was like a why the fuck did I watch that? It was like the same, the same feeling I had when I first saw Mother. It was just like, why did I watch? What the fuck was that? What the fuck? Like, Some things you just... You just got to let a week go by just to process it's been no, a few no, days now no you gotta let a week go by before you even attempt to watch certain shit like you'd be like oh the movie's out okay i'm gonna go watch this and then you just sit and you're like and then i gotta suffer through a 20 minute <laughs> debriefing on what the hell you just saw and i'm like i need to go see the shit well you don't need now this one i do not want you to see at all you aren't gonna see it anyway the trailer is dope just for like the music there was playing because it sounds like some somebody's some sample but all around it was that shit was just that dude's weird. The director is fucking weird. He made Hereditary, then he made Summer with the Johnsons, he made Summer with the Johnsons, then he made Midsummer. He has a fuck. He's a fucked up mind. Just, ugh. Yeah, yeah. hit me on the yuck. Yeah. It was like one of those movies I just walked past. It's like seeing a homeless person but feeling guilty, so you just don't look at him and just keep walking. That's what I call Midsummer. If y'all like that artsy shit, y'all go watch that shit. But for me, yeah. I finally watched Beats on Netflix. Uh, how'd you like that? It was alright. It wasn't, I mean, it's so funny now seeing movies on all these streaming platforms and, you know, in the beginning, in the intro, all the production companies, their yeah. intros, mm -hmm. you see a bunch of them, you're like, who the fuck is that? But for Netflix, all you hear is, no, 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 no. Oh. They had their product, like, oh, all yeah, the production yeah, companies yeah. that do all their shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there looking, and I'm like, damn, 20 years ago, this wasn't even possible. Like, you would have had to get a straight to DVD to see who, what the hell kind of production yeah. companies are doing that. Now Netflix is like, oh, you got a movie here? Here's a bag. Yeah. Oh, the first thing you see is that big old N that goes, like God. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, you said it was cool. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was. There's definitely plot holes. Like a lot of character development mm. wasn't really there. Whatnot. Yeah. But overall, for for a movie that didn't have a big production company behind it, yeah, it's pretty good. Mm. Anthony Anderson did a good job. That's cool. I watched the uh, third season of Stranger Things. I tried three episodes and yeah, it's it. one. Of, I can understand why you're not into it. Connected. Yeah, it was this season was fucking wild. I love this season. Everybody did a great job. The whole all eight episodes. I flew through them like nothing. Hmm. Then I watched another show called Mr. Iglesias. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a sitcom with um, Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy. Fluffy. Yeah, it was actually not, it was only ten episodes, like half hour, but. It's pretty damn funny. It was like one of those that like, you would you would actually get a good chuckle out of it. It's just pretty damn funny. He's funny. Yeah. I've seen him twice live. Yeah. And he has his own show now and shit. He's a wrestling fan too because he mentions that shit and all types of crap. Is he from out here? I doubt like the it. Bay? I he kind of seems like a Bay person. Yeah. 
Anyway, saw that, and then I thought, just chill at home. Yeah. Like always. Yeah. Like we always do it this time. Ugh. Anyway, music dropped, as always. Dreamville. We've been waiting for this shit. How long? Like, what, six months? <laughs> Since they fucking did the whole... Basically, yeah. Yeah, it started in January, and now it's here. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then, in proper fashion... They said, but wait, before we give it to you, here's a documentary. Yeah, that half hour documentary. <laughs> and I was pretty surprised that the documentary was only half an hour. That's what I, 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 I thought. It was, it was a 10 day rap, yeah, rap I, camp. I thought it was going to be like maybe an hour at least or 45 minutes, 42 minutes. Right. But nah, that shit was literally only 30 minutes. And, it, uh, and you know, it, was, it only pertained to the songs that were on the album. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why it was only half an hour. But yeah. still, it's the principle of it. So, anyway, what do you guys say about that? Documentary was put together. I mean, it it showed shit. I wanted to be there. Like, yeah, that'd have been fun. That'd have been fun to be there. At least for even even for like you know an hour. I would have just observed. I would have just stayed away. And just observed. That's all I would have did. Like you know, just be the the fly on the wall. Yeah, and just chilled. Cause yo was there. Shout out to yo from DJ Booth. I remember he was giving me lowdowns on like everything that was going on over there. He's like, yo, this is going on. And, you know, Ross showed up and T.I. showed up. Like, oh my God. <laughs> he didn't say all that. But yeah, I was just, I remember he was tell, telling me stuff. I was just like, oh shit, okay. Hella producers showed up, hella artists showed up. But it was cool. There was that one funny ass part in there when, when some dude went up to Cole and asked for a picture. And he was like, hey, bro, I'm around. And just closed the door in his face. Yeah. In other words, <laughs> hey, nigga, this ain't where we're here. Yeah, not, we not, not, not where we're here. We're not trying to clout chase today. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to work and create. Nah, but uh, from everything they showed, I mean, from the way they described it months ago, it was sounding like key artists were were coming in and being standouts. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we heard a lot about Reason yeah. and his time there. But in seeing that... I'm like, damn, Buddy is everywhere in this damn Literally. documentary. He was every on the everywhere on the album too. I was like, oh shit, yeah, okay. And it was this crazy scene of how they were all there, all there just creating, making beats. Like Cole was there just writing. Everyone was on their A game, and I'm just like, yeah, we don't get albums like this no more. Yeah. Everyone always just emails their fucking verses and shit. They're not all actually in the same room and shit like that. And the cool thing was is that obviously. Each room had a different vibe to it. Yeah. But it was cool to see that one artist would finish their contribution though in one room, mm-hmm. immediately go to the next room, and then their vibe would change to match the vibe in that room. Yeah. So that was dope to see. It wasn't like, okay, I'm here, and now we're going to make this about me. It yeah. Was, everyone everybody dro- got in to fit in with what was going on. Yeah, in that and dropped their room. egos. They all dropped their egos. Like, you know what? We all, we're here to do some special shit, so let's do this special shit. Yeah. Shit. So all around, from all the beats that happened, all everything they recorded, they said it was over. From according to Dreamville, there was over three hundred forty-three invites. There was twelve studio setups, four cameras. They they were there for ten straight nights. Hundred and forty-two songs were recorded. That's a lot Yeah. That's uh, that's fourteen songs a day, on average, with all the people that were there. Shit, that was like albums worth of material, like yeah. every damn day. An album a day, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, 257.65 gigabytes of music. <laughs> I wonder how that hard drive looked. Oh, you know there's multiple. Yeah, it had to be multiple. <laughs> uh, multiple, like, disc drives, all types of shit. Yeah. 18 final songs were picked, 34 artists, 27 producers, 9 Dreamville artists, and one album. 
might, might as well just go into it right now. It's Revenge of the Dreamers 3 with Dreamville, with J. Cole and Dreamville and Friends. And, man. It didn't disappoint considering when you compare it, obviously... Uh, Revenge of the Dreamers 2 was only like nine, nine tracks. songs, yeah. So, I mean, there's. And the first one was like, what? Not even a lot either. Yeah, the other one was, I think, 11 tracks or something like that. That was just a regular ass mixtape. I remember that shit. Yeah. Wasn't that for free? The very first one? Well, they both were. No, well, no, the the second one was on iTunes, I remember. Cause we yeah, were, it also we, came out on. It, oh. It came out on that piff, but I don't know if it stayed there. Uh, I but I know it was on iTunes for sure, but it. Came out on that piff too. Mm, okay. um, whether it stayed there or not, that's that's a whole different story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of where they left off, I mean, if you're a fan of the first two, you're gonna like this. Oh, one. You're gonna love. You're gonna nut in your pants when you hear this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a good way. It's a good. Right. Yeah. I mean, under the sun kicks off with a nice sample. Yeah, nice that I was when I was doing the fireworks and shit like that. When I was doing the fireworks, but when I would look outside my job on my break or whatever, and I and it's literally just dropped. So and the fireworks were going off, so I saw it off the distance, and I just pressed play on the first track under the sun, and then you just heard that sample, and then you just saw the fireworks. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, it was the perfect mood for it. And so that one, of course, has Cole, Loot, and the baby, and then mm-hmm. out of nowhere, yeah, I didn't believe it at first. King Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar just popped up on the hook. <laughs> Little bitch. I tried telling you, and you're like, no, that's J.I.D. I know, because like, at no, first, no, I, had, I was doing Kendrick. stuff. I was doing stuff. I literally thought it was J.I.D. Like, the little bit, I was like, that kind of sounds Kendrick-ish. That's part of J.I.D. And then, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. And then you told me. I was like, what the fuck? So, I hit up Yo, because I, I didn't go on Twitter yet. I asked Yo, like, Yo. <laughs> I asked him, like, Yo, is that Kendrick on the hook? And he just sends me, he just says, LOL, and he sends me a smiley face emoji. Then I said, don't ever in your life send me a, send me an LOL smiley face combination. <laughs> 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 yeah, but he confirmed it for me. I was like, oh, shit. And then he said, that was literally like last minute. Nigga, I'll shit all your blocks. <laughs> <laughs> You be ready for that. Ain't no Trey songs. You be ready for this shit. I'll upload a virus to your computer. So that way, every time you press a key, it's just a smiley face. Nickel. Yeah, but he said. I remember he said it was last minute, and then Eve, like King, you know, Cole's manager said, mm-hmm. "Fucking Kendrick, pretty much Kendrick rode by the studio just to hear the album, and he heard that song, and he just wanted to jump on it." So round of applause for Kendrick. Yeah, made the cut. Made the cut yeah. at the, literally the last minute. Yeah. But I think that was a dope collaboration because a lot of people still don't know who Loot is. Yeah, so, I've heard of him. Well, everybody's heard of him. I yeah, mean, if, well, now. if you're if you've if been you're, following Dreamville, yeah, you've definitely heard of him because mm-hmm. I reviewed his last project on here a while back last mm-hmm. year. Like it wasn't cause it was cause, and then who else dropped? Loot dropped. Loot and then Boss, uh, Boss dropped. and yeah. then JID of course dropped last mm-hmm. year, and then Earth Gang dropped their EP. Mm-hmm. So pretty much yeah. all of them dropped except for Ari Lennox. Yeah, until this year. Yeah, yeah. Um. But to hear, so I I know his style, so yeah, he flows well with Cole. But to hear the baby on a track with them too, yeah, he, and nothing sounds out of the ordinary. Yeah, he was on point with this shit. Yeah, I was like, okay, it was uh, pretty much in a nutshell. Before you go on, if you like rap, just plain raw rap, not gritty rap. Was it was it kind of gritty, kind of, or was it just like lyrical miracles? Damn near. It's just rap. Just rap. Just rap. Period. Over smooth beats, you will love this. If you if you want to go in here waiting for the turn up, 
Nah, you ain't gonna get that on here. I mean, you'll get it later. You'll get it late, kind of, but, but you're gonna get it in spurts. You're not gonna get a whole whole. Of this, this isn't Tiger. Yeah, this ain't Tiger. This ain't no young thug shit. This is this is not your typical trap album. You're not gonna hear no future bangers and shit. You're just gonna hear rap over soulful beats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we went over Down Bad. Yeah. Lambo um, Truck. We went over Lambo Truck a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. But hearing it in the context of the album, and mm-hmm. then finally actually, because you know, we played that shit right before we recorded last week. Yeah. So to actually hear the lyrics, mm-hmm. and then go back and see the footage of when Cause. Reason and Cause were busting up laughing, and Cole's just standing there like, Y'all niggas about to rob me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was having a laugh. He was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And he was like, yeah, and Cole had that look around, and everyone like, y'all heard that shit, right? Nigga yeah. literally like, you call security. <laughs> like, he's like, this motherfucker, right? you want to rob me? Like, and he was looking at both of them, just like, yeah, y'all laughing, but I'm like standing right in front of you. <laughs> y'all run this shit, right? The yeah. fuck? Yeah, um, that was fun. That was that was a good track. Swivel got me really excited for Earth Gang's project. Yeah, this year. Yeah, that was pretty good. That yeah. was a good project. Um, oh wow, Swerve with. So I don't even know who else was. I know it was only two verses. It was like J Cole and who else? Max O'Kring. And that was it. And then Zo King, Zo Kong, and Key was just on the hook, right? Or doing background vocals or something. Probably. I guess. I mean, they were enough to be involved, but. From what Martin was telling us, that verse is actually what led to Max O'Cream uh, getting his deal with Rock Nation. That makes sense, yeah. Um, don't hit me right now. I mean, we talked about, uh, we said Buddy was floating all around. Guap Dad 4000 was pretty much yeah. doing the same exact thing all throughout. Yeah, Bay Area's his very own. Yeah. He was on that shit. I mean, especially when they get to the Wells Fargo interlude. <laughs> yeah. They said it was the last track they did of the, all the sessions. <laughs> and it's all these niggas just... They show it in the they show it in the documentary. They're just going nuts, yeah. and just rapping their ass off. And yeah, so much so where everybody left their individual rooms and just sessions to, to come in and see, see them just jump for joy. Yeah. They were literally just jumping in the booth, just going nuts. And I was like, okay, it was like a turn up record, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, when they whenever they all get together and perform this song live, it's gonna be many. Yeah, not like on some sickle mode shit, but it's going to be many. Yeah. And then, of course, Omen made his first appearance on the project on Sleep Street, Deprived yeah. with Josiah Lou. King, Mel's, is this the same Mel's that was on Compton? Mez? Yeah. That's the same, so, he's just, so he dropped the king? Yeah. Oh, okay. Makes sense. He's been quiet. What the fuck he been up to? Besides he's been this? audio engineer. Oh. He's been, he's been doing behind-the-board stuff. No, so I guess he got tired for waiting on Dre. Hmm. Well, that, he was never signed. He was never signed. No, he's never signed. So he was just writing. And- King Mez, King Mez was interesting because, of course, like you said, he dropped the king, so we knew about him as he, King Mez. Yeah, but he never officially signed the aftermath. He just came in. They liked his vibe. He came in as a writer, mm-hmm. um, even though it didn't do anything for him face-wise within the industry. It yeah. did a lot for him behind the scenes. Uh, of course, um, when you get that Dr. Dre stamp. I mean, if you remember, he got he got shouted out. By Cole on 2014 mm-hmm. because he was engineering that album too. Oh wow! And he's he's done he's done a good amount uh, of, of projects for Dreamville and then for some others too. So he's oh so he's he do- figured there's more money behind the scenes. There so. is there is literally more money behind yeah. the scenes. Like if you stay quiet and just build like look what look at fucking what's his name Matt fucking oh my god Hitmaker yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hitmaker what was his other name 
Youngberg, there Berg, you go. Yeah. yeah, if you look at Youngberg, you look at uh, Stat Quo, you look I mean, at all. Berg, Berg, that was a rebrand, because I mean, yeah. remember, everybody was laughing at him for getting his Transformer change. Yeah, change still, people still joke about it, but they don't even know that Hitmaker's the one behind yeah. all of your favorite records. And then, yeah, nigga came back as Hitmaker, and everybody started dancing and realized, oh, that's Berg. Yeah. Oh, well, can't talk about the chain no more. Yeah, I remember when you saw him on, what's it called, was it Love and Hip Hop? And he was like, yeah, I did a song with Nicki Minaj, I did this, and you're like, nigga, no, you didn't. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the album came out, and was like, oh, shit, you did. Oh. 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 Oh, you're hit maker. Okay. <laughs> oh, you rebranded yourself. Yeah. Hey. Anyway, let's get back to this album. Uh, yeah, Sleep Deprived was a good record. Uh, Self Love with Ari Lennox and mm. Boss. And that was just that was a smooth ass record. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Dreamville. I mean, Dreamville. JID and TI. Uh, Yo told me this story about what happened because he said, like, JID was just vibing and he did the song and TI was just there. And he heard it, and he was just like, you know what? He was just like, you know what? Let me spit, let me spit a verse over this, and it kind of just literally fit the mood of the whole album, of that whole song, and they just kept it, and they put <laughs> it on it. You little nigga don't know nothing about no bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much what he said. Like, I got a verse to this. Let me just change it up a bit. And yeah, yeah it was so smooth, too. That whole verse was just so smooth and everything. Yeah. That was a good record. Uh, of course, Costa Rica came out with Lambo Truck last week, too. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so that was, again, yeah. had more time to digest, digest it. it. So that one was a nice one. 1993, I'm starting to have a love-hate relationship with. I love the record, but I kind of hate it now. 1993 is the to me is the epitome of those sessions. Yeah. 1993 perfectly describes those sessions in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Buddy was literally all over the whole concept of the record. Is that, that was that was a that was a buddy concept. Yeah, pretty much everyone starts rapping, and just about when they're getting to the zone, Buddy just says, "Buddy just says, yeah. God damn, nigga." Pretty much what he said. Every and it sounds like just when someone's about to get in the zone and start getting into their verse, he just stops. He just says, "No, no, nigga, no, no, we're smoking. We're this isn't. Smoking. We're not rapping. This is, I've been smoking weed <laughs> since nineteen. It's nineteen ninety three. I've been smoking weed. Yeah, and then Cole, like he had, he's. I thought he was about to go off, and he literally just stops him. And if you watch the, again, when you watch the documentary. They're all literally in the booth. Literally. Yeah. Even on even on Yo's review, again, I keep promoting it. But Yo said they were all literally in the booth just recording that verse. It must have been hot as hell in that bitch. Um, Vince Staples making an appearance. Oh, that was on, such a uh, cock tease. The second half of Run It Back. His verse Run was Brand. such a just a... It was just... Because he was looking like he was just about to get going and then it just... Oh, my God! just ends yeah. literally just ends uh sunset with cola and young nutty that was a good record uh and then of course got me which yeah. was you know a record we already heard middle child blah which was finally now we get to figure out how it and why it got placed where it's at yeah so again because that was just a song that just came out and we're like okay what's going on with this and now it to see it in the context like oh all right there it is i guess it was like one bit i thought i guess you need to put it on there ptsd was decent and then you have sacrifices with Earth Gang, Cole, Smino, Saga, and somebody else was on there. Yeah, but it was, that was a good record with, with Cole. Like the last verse, when he pretty much admitted, he pretty much revealed that he has a new kid on the way. Mm-hmm. So that's a round of applause. That was different. Um, I'm glad that Deontay Hitchcock got some shine on PS, uh, PTSD. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was that. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the singer. Yeah, the singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were so many people that was there, and it was like fuck. And then, guys, and then after that, it was over. 
And I was just like, on the first listen, I was, I really enjoyed it just for the pure rapping aspect of it. But then I kept listening to it. And then I was just thinking to myself, like, okay, if this album would have came out in like 1998 through maybe 2002, 3-ish, I'm trying to think of our age group. Like, when if this album would have came out around that time period, folks were like, what's it called? This probably would have been considered a classic. Maybe, because it's just nothing but rapping and, like, laid-back beats. Like a hip-hop classic. Mm. And I was just like, okay, because I have a feeling people are just... Because some people are having very eh feelings because there was so much hype built towards it. And then it was because all the fucking producers that showed up. Because that's I was really thinking about it. I was going like... Because when you look in the, the credits and see all the producers... You see a lot of no, you see a lot of like no names on there, not no names, but like people that you really don't know about. Right. Like Bink was on there, and see who else was on here. Probably look at the producers and write down like Cristo and Nice Wreck and Puss. I can't even pronounce their name. They're on Under the Sun. Pulse produced Down Bad. Kel Kel Banks produced Lambo Truck. A lot of the Bink produced Swivel with um you know Earth Gang. But when you just keep going through Business Boy, Keon Beats, I'm like, okay, they produced all these. I'm like, okay. So then I thought about all the producers that showed up there, and I'm going like, Ill Mind was there. Mm-hmm. Tay Keith was there. Mm-hmm. Swiss Beats was there. Needles was there. Mike Will. Mike Will was there. And a few other producers were there. I want to say Hit Boy was there, maybe. I want to say that. I don't want to press it. If, if I'm wrong, let me know. But there was a lot of other producers in there, and I was kind of waiting for those. And then I know Wale was there. Crit was there. Fucking Westside Gun was there. Rick Ross. Rick Ross was there. You know, he just showed up. But, you know, Ross was there. And I was just like, damn, it would have been nice to hear that shit. But then you kind of reminded me, they were all, all those songs that they recorded, they could have been for pe- other people's albums. Yeah. I mean, again, these were just... These were just open house sessions. It yeah. didn't necessarily mean that it be. It, it started as the Dreamville, like what's it called, Revenge of the Dreamers three. And then it just turned into an open house session, right. pretty much. I know, yeah, like it's the Revenge sessions. Yeah, but it also turned up. It ended up becoming an open house where people came in. Shit, Chris Bosh ended up being there, and the fucking Milwaukee Bucks ended up showing up. Yeah, to, to just be there and feel the vibe so yeah it ended up literally turning into like a rap camp pretty much where it's like okay you may not be on this project but shit niggas is here so if you got something that you working on go for it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so that's so that's how i looked at it yeah. i didn't look at it from the standpoint of oh they they teased us i looked at it from the standpoint of now people probably finished their shit and was like nah i don't want to put this just i'll save it yeah they they took their little thumb drives i just had to say this i could i could already just imagine eve and j cole when them sessions were over they had all the hard drives and they went back to the you know headquarters and then they just looked up at everything like shit yeah <laughs> uh, it was a bright idea wasn't it yeah. <laughs> that's a lot motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> now we gotta sequence this shit <laughs> you gonna ride around your goddamn bike now and listen to this shit <laughs> yeah like, I remember seeing like IG stories of IG like live of him chilling in the car listening to certain songs and he's just like that had to be a bitch to sequence. Yeah. I could just imagine the it had to be a bitch to sequence what songs to pick. Then they had to clear the samples. You had to make sure the artists were getting paid on it. It was oh man, that had to be a bitch. But it was worth it. Oh, it was worth it, but that had to be I mean, a bitch. Some things some things are definitely worth it. I mean, yeah. It's again the the fun in all of it is it's not the the destination, it's the the actual journey. Yeah. So it's uh I mean, yeah. 
when it, when you get down to you know the nitty gritty, obviously separating those tracks out, picking tracks, yeah, like, it's gonna yeah, take a while. Yeah, but shit, fuck it. Probably took a while because he's sitting back, like hold up, pause it, rewind it back, and then they telling stories about the fucking sessions. Now yeah. you got memories to go along with the tracks. Yeah, yeah, especially the ones that Cole wasn't there for. They had to pick for. Yeah. Oh, that still had to be a bitch. Yeah. Mm. I, I looked at this album. To me, this mm. was the closest thing to the 2001 NBA All-Star game. Yeah, you said that in the chat. Yeah. So like, who was in the 2001 All-Star game? Everybody. Define everybody. Kobe. Oh. Allen Iverson. Stephon Marbury. Jason Kidd. Garnett. Tim Duncan. Vince Carter. Tracy McGrady. Do you need me to keep going? No, no. <laughs> made a major point. The only reason Shaq wasn't playing was because he was hurt. Oh, that's, that's Shaq could be Kendrick. <laughs> but he was there. He showed up, even though beyond he was at the session sessions, but to hear the album and its whole and shit, yeah. that probably just inspired him and gave him more power. But I mean, I say it was the... It reminded me of that because it was literally from the time the ball tipped up mm-hmm. to the time that Stephon Marbury ended up hitting the game winner for the East. Yeah. It was just nonstop. Non-stop like, you had action. to tune in and yeah. see what was going on. And that's pretty much what everyone... Everyone was literally on their A game on this shit. Every, there was not one bar wasted on this whole album. Yeah. Not one bar from all the rappers, all the artists. Not one bar was wasted. Yeah. I mean, Cats can, can rush to... Rush to judgment and scream this is a, a classic or say this is complete trash. And mm-hmm. for me, I bought the album. I thought they, that, that, that kind of project, that what they were able to do for those it 10 was, days deserved my $12.99. A, that was an achievement. Yeah, so I, I definitely bought the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say I'm going to judge it right away. Like, I'm actually, I ran it back five times since it dropped. Yeah, thank and, you. And, some songs they they slide down, some songs go up, and then the next listen, those they go vice versa. It's so one of those you got to be in a mood. You got to really be in the mood for it because it's like it's a vibey album almost. Yeah, it's the way everything sounds. That's why I kind of I told you before. It kind of sounds like a J Cole album in a way. To me, it does just from the production, and it sounds like and, and I, I was kind of waiting because I saw the Swiss beats were there, Take Keith were there. I was kind of waiting for Cole to jump on those type of beats, but the beats I was hearing on this album, this is like beats he could have made himself. Right. In a way. So I'm going like, I, part of me feels like he kept it safe, but not like he kind of was walking that line, if that makes any sense. Possibly. Yeah. That's pretty much the story of his fucking career. Always walks that line, but doesn't really have to. I mean, not I, like I don't hate it, but it's just, he just is what it is. I still didn't hear it from that aspect. I just mm. heard it as, I mean, how many artists were involved with it? A whole bunch of them. It's hard to play it safe when you got that many artists. You know yeah, what I'm that's like, true. And he was it, on his A game too. Like I, I could, I could get what you're saying. Where it's like, he, I still don't hear it being a J Cole album. Mm-hmm. But of course, with him directing everything, I could see how one can come from yeah. that side. Kind of like what Cruel Summer was like. How Kanye constructed that shit, and it sounded like a Kanye album just with all his artists and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, to me, this is, there was still a there was still some variety. Yeah. Um, but I fuck with it. Yeah, I fucked with it too. I'm not saying it's bad. I just it's just cool. Yeah. So round of applause for Dreamville. But then that led into give us black hippie motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you let the trolls get to get schoolboy Q, yeah, which he was making fun of him by just saying I'm looking at your Abby and I'm laughing. Yeah. But yesterday when he was going off on him because. They asked him who his friends are, and he's like, I got five rap friends, and of course, you got the dumbasses. Well, what about TDE? Because he listed everybody that wasn't in TDE, and it's like, 
All right, bro. So he. Yeah. So then he went on a little I joke. Man, that. fuck them niggas or whatever. Um, I think the closest we got was the Black Panther soundtrack. That was the closest we ever got to like a Black Hippie album. Yeah. Mm, oh, well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, oh, well, but yeah. I am, man. Yeah. Um, but it did lead to a question that Van Lathan posted. Yeah, I saw that shit last week. Um, J. Cole or Lil Wayne? When it comes just to rapping, I have no idea what the hell he was talking he about. Said he just, just said J. Cole. He said, "I'm having a, I'm having an intense debate right now." When it comes just to pure rap, who was, who is it, J. Cole or Lil Wayne? And it's one of those I just kept scrolling. Like, why would you? They're two different fucking artists. It turned into a big ass fight. Why do people? Well, J. Cole fans and fucking like people with common sense. J. Cole fans are kind of creeping towards that Arbery Angel. They're, they're, um, they're not there, but they're creeping there because they are the most annoying fans. They're not there yet, but they're there. Like, who, how dare if you If you say J. Cole's album is trash, like what I just said right now, like he kept it safe. A J. Cole fan would be like, no, he didn't keep it safe. No. Shit. He'd be like, no, he didn't keep it safe. He didn't do that. They're getting the fucking feelings. I like J. Cole too, but goddamn. Off his nuts. <laughs> his fans are. I'm telling you, Arbery, like J. Cole fans are kind of right there, but they just walk that line and they get really in their feelings when you call them out if you kind of criticize them for anything. Yeah, I, I still don't know what the hell Van Lathan was. Just off rapping, that's what he meant. Just off pure rap, who's better, Lil Wayne or J. Cole? And I'm like, but see, to me, there, there's got to be. You got to find that because. Are we talking about Wayne in his prime? Yeah. Because there's not very, there's not a lot of people I'm putting ahead of Wayne in that four or five year span. And why would you pick J. Cole? Really? Like, really? The feature run. <sighs> so Compared to Lil so, Wayne, really? So I get it. Well, I guess. I do, I do, from that aspect, I do understand it. Because if you're going off of the feature run. He said just off rapping alone. No, but uh, what yeah, I'm saying yeah, is yeah, if, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, if yeah. that's how you're going to... That, that's how you bring those two together. It's like, okay, well, the features make them... We can debate the rapping just because of how they spaz out on their features. I, 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 I'm trying to make sense of it because I still don't know what the hell he is. <laughs> I'm like, fam, are we talking about in the prime? Or are we talking about, like, what are we talking about? Van Lathan was just... He, yeah, I, I have respect for him, but that really... I, it would have been one of those I just put on my headphones. Like, why are you debating this? Why? <laughs> like, were you just arguing with a J. Cole fan or some shit like that? But see, to me, it's important because you get two different answers if I know. But you what's know which on. one's a fan. Because J. Cole fans, because obviously to me, I'm not even a Lil Wayne fan, but on everything, it's Lil fucking Wayne. And I'm not even a Lil Wayne fan like that, but it's Lil Wayne. Yeah. That's it. The end. If we're going off Prime. On his Prime, yeah. And J. Cole. Tell me the overall body of work. And you know that exceeds past the prime. And then J Cole's one is the one that's questionable too. But man, <laughs> like, I'm just thinking about like that's why would he ask that? Some people just eh, whatever, whatever. But see, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Like people want that's that's human nature. They want to compare everything. I guess, but they're like non-comparable. They're like two different artists. Nah, I mean a rapper's a rapper. Oh, okay. I, I'm I'm thinking overall rapper rapping wise. It just depends on your taste. That's how it is. Because Lil Wayne's just a whole different animal. So, same with J. Cole. It's J. Cole. J. Cole and Lil Wayne, really? <laughs> really? That's I'm like, actually starting to understand it now. I guess. I'm, I'm actually... I'm, now, I'm at, now I am starting to understand it. So, from the standpoint of... Yes, they have... Obviously, one was more of a... Shit, I guess you could say Wayne was a little bit unorthodox. 
just always has the, been. Just the, with his style and just J Cole's always been the same to me. He's always he's always low key rapped the same. He's his flow doubled up a little bit, but he has always had the same cadence, the same flow. He's always been the same. Lil Wayne just flips it every damn time I listen to him. But rap. it's not just about the flipping. They both have great metaphors. They both have great similes. Yeah. They both can paint vivid pictures. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They both, God bless you if you invite either one of them to jump on your track. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, it's not that far-fetched. You're probably thinking it's far-fetched because you're looking at their albums. No, I'm looking at the overall shit. Just but rapping-wise, rapping wise, it does make rapping sense. Rapping-wise, but they're like two different, they're like two different people. That's how I look at it. I'm looking at it. It's all about what you prefer. Not who you like. It's which one do you prefer the most. Yeah, that, I guess that's what it comes down to. I guess. Again, I'm still, if it's, if it's, if we're talking about primes, I'm forever taking Wayne because there's not a lot of rappers I'm this, taking ahead it's of. Obvious. It's obvious. Like, I'm not even a little Wayne fan like that, but it's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> even J. Cole would say Lil Wayne. J. Cole looks up to Lil Why am I even trying to make sense of this? Why did you ask that, Van? Oh, whatever. Got people talking. I, I, of course he did. That was his whole point. But that's like the most random duo. It definitely was random. This is random. If he <laughs> it definitely was random. If he would have said Lil Wayne and Young Thug, that would have been probably more interesting. But I've been like clones. I don't know. Maybe Lil Wayne and Eminem, Lil Wayne and Hov. Maybe those. I can understand those. But J. Cole? J. Cole? Like Drake? <laughs> Jermaine? <laughs> Shit. Jermaine? <laughs> oh. The nigga that had to give Dreamers the Revenge of the Sessions? He's a Revenge of the Sessions? <laughs> revenge of the Sessions? <laughs> uh, just, uh, whatever, man. I don't know why I got all confused. Like, what? Because I'm telling you, when I see stupid shit or something that just, that does not need to be debated about, I just keep scrolling. Like, that. that's just dumb. And I was on Twitter. I was free from Twitter. And I could, and I still saw it. And I'm like, why would you? Whatever. Oh, you weren't free from Twitter when it happened. Yeah, I was. That's when I saw it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you... The, the whole lockup. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what you mean. Anyway, more music dropped. West Side Gun. You said that about the whole album. Fly God is an awesome god. That's a great fucking title. <laughs> I mean, he must have been high as fuck when he wrote... When he that's a, that's that a title. great goddamn title. Fly God is an awesome god. Oh, my god. God probably was like... It's a good title. Yeah. That's why I made you, nigga. That's why I made you, nigga. <laughs> I mean, this album, I mean... Uh, it follows up Benny the Butcher. Of course, it's Griselda. I don't know what M's doing with these niggas, man. He's... Well, he's slacking. Or he doesn't know how to promote them they're because they're too I mean, fucking even, gritty. Because, I mean, even the way... It, even if you don't know how to promote them, they have a fucking fan base. They have a that they following. by themselves. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he can't find a way... It's not even about taking a mainstream. It's just about, okay, how do I make them bigger on their platform? And he's still not... And he can't rap. And he can't rap with them. Like he has a like them has a certain style. They have a unique style, and I can't visualize him rapping on any of their beats, like any of them. No. And no. he can't do that run on flow shit. He can't do none of that. No. Maybe back in two thousand two, he probably would have made like a beats for him and shit, and probably you know possibly because back then Em was in his Em was in his bag with his production back then, mm -hmm. kind of with certain people. He was in his bag. But these but niggas, his production is not universal. Like, yeah, to you had to have a certain. You have to be a certain type of rapper, like either him, Moby Tries, D12. He probably would have made something for them. Yeah. Cashes. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Um, but overall, so last year, of course, I raved about Supreme Blind Tail. Yeah. He's a huge um, wrestling fan, too. Yeah. To Batista. A, <laughs> to a lesser degree, not the same, but I did like Hitler Wears Hermes 6 from last year. Mm. Um, I rocked with the, what's the joint? Fourth Rope that he dropped earlier this year. So he, like, he's, he has a fucking project every guy seems yeah, Every like, other month. Yeah. Because then he also had Hitler Wears Hermes 2 last year. Yeah. So... <laughs> In the span of what it's been, we're in July now. Yeah, I think Supreme Blind Cell dropped last March. So in between that fucking span, there's been five or six projects. Yeah, um, Fly God definitely had its moments, but it just it didn't capture me all the way throughout. Only song like I like Batista, I like Dance Floor Floor Love. That was one of my favorites. That was definitely a standout. Uh, Batista was a standout for me. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I thought Lakers vs. Rockets was a funny-ass title, but at the Yeah, that was like, why... Because why, why, I'm pretty sure he probably recorded it during while the game was on the studio. <laughs> yeah, then he just saw it, and he was like, get the title, nigga. Yeah. Title of that. Okay. Because <laughs> that had absolutely nothing to do with... <laughs> Lakers vs. <or the> Rockets. <laughs> Lakers Rockets at all. <laughs> why do rappers always do that? They always name their songs. Sometimes like, you find inspiration where the public has no idea what the fuck you're talking about, but as long as you know what you're talking about, so be it. Just call it Rainbow and then talk about just doing some other crazy shit. It has nothing to do with a rainbow, but you talk about shooting niggas. Yeah. Rainbow! What? Birkin was another one that was cool. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, again, like... Again, if, you, if you're a fan of gritty-ass raps... You don't you don't like the mainstream shit, and of At course, all. if you're a fan of Griselda, you which there's a good community that is sell out venues and shit. Their venues are getting bigger too. Yeah, all in the East Coast, they have a huge following out there. If they come out here, I do want to go see them. Hmm. They, like they they've done enough to where this one project where I'm kind of like, eh, uh, yeah, it's not going to dissuade me because they have such a nice fucking catalog leading up to this. Yeah, where I'm like, nah, it's not going to stop and me. They're I doing wanna, this, I they're doing this all on their own with no help from the labels yeah. or anything. And they're signed to Shady. Yeah. Buddy and them, Buddy, I forgot, Buddy signed, not Buddy, Boogie, Boogie. is signed this, with Shady too. Mm-hmm. So you got some East gritty, gritty ass East Coast niggas and a nigga from Compton. I don't know, and make it work. <laughs> do better do better M <laughs> just figure it out yeah anyway Jaden's well he's not Jaden Smith no more the artist formerly known as Jaden Smith named Jaden well, it's his name so well he just dropped the Smith so he's just Jaden now yeah so I mean it's not I just you know, but you know just going from the artist yeah just dropped the Smith Jaden X <laughs> pretty much or just Jaden Sound like yeah, Brayton. which is uh, the album is Sire, spelled backwards. So E R I Aries. Aries. And <laughs> God damn it, if he didn't do it again for me, I need to re-listen to this shit. I know the, the first four tracks, the, the four track intro that he, like, yeah. that's his signature now. Yeah. Any other motherfucker that does that, they need to put respect and imagine if he has pay like a, homage to him. Imagine if he has a long ass name for the for his album, and then like the whole album is just that fucking intro. Yeah. <laughs> Because Sire was the first one. Now this is Pink. Mm-hmm. Well, P-I-N-K. And just... Lito was on it. And he just... Every song, every every letter was just a different vibe. And just... Yeah. Very creative. Some shit I wish Kanye would do. Or Kanye would have done. But... Uh, of course, Noise with Tyler Creator. Which didn't surprise me considering they're they're on tour. Yeah. They're, they're going to be on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, again, which I... I think Sire is his alter ego. ego yeah. His air is um, alias. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's that. It's always nice when Trinidad James pops up out of nowhere. That was random as fuck. Because even though he's disappeared from the the limelight, he's getting that uptown as far fuck as the, money. The, the solo, yeah, the solo <laughs> joints. Yeah. 
on the quieter room, as quiet as it's kept, he still comes with it on the features. Yeah. Um, He's still getting that uptown funk royalties. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Um, I like when siblings get together in this case. Summertime with Willow, Paris. Summertime in Paris was yeah. dope. Um, and then Kid Cutting ASAP Rocky was on it. I mean, overall, it's, to me, I'm so surprised with him. Like, he is for sure my surprise artist of the decade. Yeah. Like, if you were to tell me 10 years ago, hey, Jaden Smith is going to come out, he's going to drop two or three projects that you're going to like. I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. The one that went to the Kardashian wedding in the white Batman suit? The nigga that jumped on songs with Justin Bieber? Yeah. The nigga that rapped with Justin Jayden. Bieber? Jaden! 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 <laughs> the nigga that jumped, the nigga that jumped, the Will Smith son, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air son, the nigga just that was in just the two of us? J- <laughs> the nigga that didn't want to hear nothing else but Wild Wild West on the album? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that part. Yeah. yeah. Jaden! No, yeah. but yeah, he he is he's what they call an artiste. Period. Like nothing stands in his way. You in know terms who he reminds of, me of? He reminds me of Charles Hamilton. Pretty kind of reminds me. Yeah, yeah. In a way. That kind of hurts my heart. That could have been him. Because I like Charles Hamilton back then, and man, yeah. I guess in a way I didn't he, think about it. Like I that. just thought of it right now because I was thinking of how like creative he is with the music and all that shit. And I'm like, he reminds me of Charles Hamilton. Charles Hamilton could have been like that, or like not like Jaden, but like how Kid Cudi is and all that shit. He could have literally been the king of that shit. He's like a three man combo of like elements of, of course, Cudi. Mm-hmm. But he, if you took elements of uh, Donald Glover, yeah, and also took just a little element from Pharrell, yeah, like you took those three, that's you get Jaden, yeah, and it's not it's not a bad combo to to create an artist out of those, yeah, pretty much, and that's Jaden Smith, yeah, I mean the whole his whole style is rapping over trap beats and it wasn't like tra- that on Sire, yeah, traditionally a rapper over trap beats like you got to talk about killing, stealing shit, yeah, perks, fucking and all that and. No, not not according to Jaden. Give me that trap beat and let me just talk about the sky. <laughs> and I swear to God, I'll be in my fucking car with the, the top down. And you're the one that told me about his videos and Jada was dancing. And I kept trying to look for it and then you just showed it to me. And Jaden, like, Jada was literally in her big ass blonde ass blonde, um, dreads and shit like that in a hoodie and dancing to her son's music. Yeah. Like, damn, that's fucking family goals that's right there. fucking flex. <laughs> you feel me? Oh, you want me to tweet my albums out? Nah, I'm good. Here's a video of my mom. <laughs> Go get it. My mom or my dad. My <laughs> yeah. dad could just jump on the remix to one of my songs or yeah. perform with me. Um, I understand the weekend why he put it out. Why he put it out this weekend though? He, he actually turned 21 today. Hey. Well, this past part. this Monday today as we record yeah. it is James Smith is 21 years old. He's now 21 years 21. old. 21. That's a good milestone. Yeah. Shit. Performed at Moonwalk. The hell of fucking festivals are really clean as Moonwalk. He's one of ours that has a clean ass Moonwalk. Yeah. I think him and Carmella do. Mm-hmm. Speaking <laughs> of Will, Will also, uh, he recently, he did it with a bunch of people too. Him and Nas. Him, Nas. Nas so they were the two big names, but they invested in, this group invested up to 23 or 24 million mm-hmm. into this app that's going to be helping teenagers with financial literacy. That's cool. Good for them. I mean, talk about investing in something that gives back to the community. Speaking of Nas, Lost Tapes 2 is coming out. 
That was what we did that today last week as far as what we were expecting. And mm-hmm. just, I think the week earlier, we just said, oh, they dropped the trailer for it. We don't know what's happening. No, we didn't. Not the trailer. It was the um, track list. Was, no, remember they dropped that little video that he... What was the video? Oh, the one when he, yeah. had, when he held it up like I a... I count that shit as a trailer. Oh, yeah, pretty much. A teaser. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to come either. I still, it looked like they were filming a video for it, and all of a sudden, like, I looked on Elliot Wilson's shit, because I guess Mass Appeal sent out a mass email to everyone in the industry, and yeah, Nasty Nods is coming back with Lost Tapes too. Now, I guess all these tracks are going to span from Hip Hop is Dead, Untitled, and Nazir, mm-hmm. and I guess some Nas fans were kind of mad. It wasn't there was nothing from Stillmatic and Godson and I Am. I'm like, dude, wasn't that the first album? Wasn't that the first Lost Tapes? Just man, everybody always wants to be pissed off about something. I'm convinced that's the way of the world. To never be satisfied. No, no. Every somebody always has to wake up and be like, "What am I going to be pissed off today? <laughs> What's going to piss me off at my core today?" I'm mad. Yeah, but I'm excited. I'm like, okay, these like tracks that I like. To, honestly, to me, hip hop is dead is, is an underrated Nas. I think life is good. There's going to be tracks from life is good on there too. Honestly, hip hop is dead is one of my favorite Nas albums. Everyone was always blah on that album. Hip hop is dead is one of my favorite ones. I'm very blah on that album. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you blowing that one? What was wrong with that one to you? I, I played that shit back a couple years ago, hmm. and I was like, "This didn't age well." This sounds like it should have stayed in nowhere past 2007. Why didn't you like it? It just it's it's not just did not age well. Really? Yeah. No. I, I even listened to it like probably like a few months ago. I still love that damn album. I There's, knew what Nas was coming going for. Right. I used to love that shit. Underrated. songs like uh, Let There Be Light which I still like I still love With that Trey record Williams? Yeah, yeah. That still was... love that record to this day mm-hmm. but overall just as a project I'm like eh. I can understand because the last song Hope was his acapella because I've, I've had the album so long I have the original version of Hope that's not on the album because he didn't want to clear the sample I, to this day I don't know why he, had, he decided to just put his like an acapella over that like why did you do that I remember everyone on the internet was putting their own beats over it but the fucking I remember the um the hope the original version I have that one that's the one I listen to the most yeah and I, and I listen to it so much I keep forgetting oh yeah that's not on the out that's not on the original one so I can understand why you're blah on that yeah but, just overall it's just and again the, the, the production on there sounds like production that's literally from that decade and can't it doesn't transfer there was that one song with Kanye um, um, Stay Dreaming I'm thinking of the Still track dreaming. with Game and uh, and Marsha that beat does not what's anybody put that beat out today they're getting made fun what? of like it's what a Fort beat? Minor beat what beat was that whatever the the, the track that they did I'm, I'm really trying to think about it. now I'm gonna look at it Game was oh <gasps> I think I know what you're talking about. I yep. think I know. I know. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm gonna look this up. Hip hop is dead. We live, people. I love that damn album. What do you about Untitled? Do you like Untitled? It had moments. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was an expanded edition. Okay, you can't kill me. Kelly, stay dreaming. Let there be light. Play on player. Oh, can't. F- oh, hustle. Oh, hustlers. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> I like hustlers. No, <laughs> nigga came out rapping over a beat like that today. You be like, why the fuck do you want to? Dre produced that. I remember that. Hmm. And there's a reason why Dre didn't produce a lot more between that time. I uh, guess, but I remember there was and then Untitled. Did you like Untitled? I guess I was alright. Um, Life is good. 
That's a classic. Yeah, it's a good album. That was a classic. I'm not going to call it a classic, but it was definitely a good album. And we already know about Nazir. And then, uh, <laughs> we Distant, Distant Relatives was, you know, nice. Yeah, I'm surprised there was none on that one. Yeah. There was no lot. That's the one. Yeah, they didn't have Well, no... but I mean, if they focus on his solo joints, then. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. But, yeah, they said it was going to be Beats by Kanye, of course, and I guess, I think Timbaland and Swizz. Swizz, of course. I'm interested. That's going to be the thing in what, two weeks? Or next on week? The 19th, yeah. 19th, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Nasty Nas. Um, next up, Burner and Currency dropped their joint project, uh, Fino Grigio. That's cool. It was. It got straight to the point. It was only 12 tracks, too. Mm-hmm. So Martin was here. He would have broke this whole shit down. Yeah, uh, gangster shit. Uh, you remember uh, Corrupt Seawalk? Yeah. They sampled that. That shit sounds oh. nice. Oh, okay. And that's got cocaine and uh, Jeep, uh, Jeep Rico on it. <laughs> that shit is <laughs> that shit is nice. Obviously. Um, Richie Rich. Richie Rich is so fucking underrated in terms of just his contribution throughout hip-hop. Man, that's an old... Man, I haven't heard that name in hella long. Shit. If there was one... If there was a, ever a chance where it's like, if you had if you had your opportunity to pick rappers who could have made a joint project in a time where not making it, where you, know, you had to be signed to the label and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Basically, what you can do now that you couldn't do yeah. back then... One in my top five would have it would have been Pac and Richie Rich most likely. Uh, who else? Oh, Mr. Fat dropped fucking Hella Ratchet too. And yeah, that's exactly what it is. Hella Ratchet, vintage, a vintage Fabby Davis. So y'all that's, like that? That's his, that's his Fabby Davis. Yeah, uh, that alias. Alien. Fuck. He has so many aliases. The alter hey, ego. He has Hey Baby. He has Mr. Fab. He's Fab has quietly dropped like hella projects this year with Thug Tears Four and. Um, hey Baby and a few other records. Hello Ratchet too. He's just been working. So shout out to Fab. Yeah. Mr. Me on Twitter. <laughs> I remember when he did that song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else? Um, yeah. That's a lot of music. So who's dropping this week? Division randomly announced. <laughs> Chris. Yeah. Chris, Chris dropping this week? Yeah. Okay. Damn. So well, Division. That's why he did the rap radar. I thought it was next week. No. It's 12th. Oh wow! So crit, so it's crit division. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Damn, that's a good ass day. And of course, there's gonna be like three more. You already know it's gonna be randomly. Yeah. Someone else is gonna drop. You and Martin kept saying, "You're like, oh, it's slow. Like, it's a disappointment." Like, and then as soon as you guys said it, here we go. In July. Yeah. Yeah. Who, I wonder who's next. Probably Big Sean. Probably. I think probably Ross. Who knows? Probably well, next. Nas is the name that leads the nineteenth. Nineteenth. Yeah. I don't think Aldi Ross is dropping that day. Maybe. I don't know. Big Sean. Who knows? If it were up to me, Ross would drop you said, Labor Day weekend. You said that already. Yeah, I remember. Like, if it were up to me, would drop, like, he would just get that one last week, like the final week of summer, mm-hmm. and then take us right into fall. Yeah. Big Sean, he's uh, probably going to be fall. But shit, the way Big Time sounded. Yeah. Ugh. I might want that a little bit sooner now. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good-ass record by Just Blaze. Yeah. I, I kind of st- listened to it once, and then I'm like, okay, I don't want to keep listening. Because I don't want to hear I want to hear it in the context of the album. So, yeah, that's good. Jeezy's on his way. Yeah, that All was Motivation random. 104 is yeah, on he, his they looked, they, Yeah, they dropped the same day. They dropped their singles the same day. Yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, so he dropped one time. Mm-hmm. I was scared because, uh, you know, the way he was dressing. Oh yeah, that cover was kind of weird. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but the snowman delivered, so I can't it's, be mad. It's, it's vintage Jeezy. What, yeah. can you, what can you say? Yeah, so I was already, I was already excited when he was on Everyday Struggle two years ago when he said uh, Thug Motivation One Hundred Four is going to be the last one. They always say it's the last one. Yeah, I think, I think with him though, it's 
It's gonna. He's start, probably just like, gonna do features and other shit because he's been focused. Yeah, on I remember his... by the time he drops this, he's fifteen years in the. He's fifteen years, sixteen because if you count the boys in the hood. Yeah, and how, and how long has Ross been in the game? Same time, if you count all the, if he's, I think it'll be fifteen next year. Yeah, because he's what it counts all this ghostwriting shit. Cause he wrote a lot of records too. No, actually, I'm sorry, Ross has been in almost seventeen because of shit. I forgot when he rapped when he didn't have the beard. Yeah, Hole's been in here for damn near how many decades? He's he about to turn fifty. No, going on four actually. He about to turn fifty. Um, Snoop's been in here for shit. Yes, now some of these acts, I believe them. Yeah. Like it's it's it'd be yeah. different if they're like, oh, I'm retiring. And they're like thirty. I mean, that's what Lupe wanted to do. Yeah. He wanted to do, after after the cool, he said he wanted to do loop, it, loop in, and then that was it. Labels just said, no. Show ass back in the booth. <laughs> Show ass back in the booth, boy. <laughs> and then he and had that's how he created that story about slaves underwater. <laughs> yeah, that you had to fucking have a college fucking class about. Now, I'm a good, I don't know what's pippin' butterflies. Music's still, the music's still good. It's just, I don't want to, you, gotta, you, you gotta, gotta really listen. You gotta have a dissertation before you. Literally. Yeah. Like, now nah, I got time for that shit. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, no, it's... it's music it's has been... Music, yeah. Music's been popping. You said they got four months. So, until, you know, we give a fuck and we don't give a fuck no more. Right. So, anyway. So, this is random. I randomly saw this story right before we got on the air. So, Afro Future Fest. What, this was in Africa? No, this is in Detroit. That makes it... Hmm. There, it hasn't happened yet. It's about to... It's well, still going to take place. All right. Um, they, so people were buying tickets, mm-hmm. and they noticed a little, uh, difference in the, in the pricing. And it wasn't just they noticed the pricing was different. There was actually an explanation underneath. So if you were a person of color. Black. Your ticket was $10. Okay. If you weren't a person of color, your ticket was $20. What kind of shit is that? And I looked at that and I was like. Okay, what's the reasoning for that? So pretty much, they were trying to say, "All we want all black people here, and no white people, no other ethnicities." They're trying to do some segregate. They're trying to do some shit they did back in the seventies. That's I think that's what they're. They trying were to trying do. to. <laughs> you I mean, mean, that's how you put it is is very black and white. Like yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's what they were what they were trying to do. They were trying to. <laughs> Let me pull it up. <laughs> this is what they had. This is the official what they had to say. Okay. Why do we have people of color and non-people of color tickets? I'm glad you asked. Equality means treating everyone the same. Equity is ensuring everyone has what they need to be successful. Our ticket structure was built to ensure that the most marginalized communities, which are people of color, are provided with an equitable chance at enjoying events in their own community, which in this case is the black community of Detroit. Affording joy and pleasure is unfortunately still a privilege in our society for people of color, and we believe everyone should have access to receiving such. We've seen too many times orgasmic events happening in Detroit and other people of color populated in other uh, people of color populated cities. And what constantly happens is people outside of the community benefit most from affordable ticket prices because of their proximity to wealth. They still got me so far. <laughs> this is where it's like, all right. Now we're they gonna... still got me so far. They still got me. But this is where <laughs> that now makes it's sense. Like, that makes sense. This cycle disproportionately displaces black and brown people from enjoying entertainment in their own communities. As an Afrofuturist youth lead initiative and voices of our youth inform our resistance. Here's what they have to say. If you don't see my blackness, then you don't see me. And that's where they lost me at that point. What kind of shit is that? Oh, yeah. See, first it was Lil Wayne and J. Cole. Nigger, at work, yeah. 
So first it was Lil Wayne and J. Cole. Now it's this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like so I I again uh, up until then I would I I, I was with you I was with it too until yeah. that last Cause, part because on on one hand let's let's look at all the the festivals the festivals benefit off of what culture the white people no no, no off hip hop culture hip hop culture yeah but and who people. who runs the festivals hip hop doesn't run the festivals no they don't so from that aspect cool I I I, I, get, I get it I get yeah. that I understand that yeah. now if you want to make it more affordable for. Us? For, yeah. I guess. Okay, I understand that too. Yeah. The problem I have with it is, okay, but what happens with the white people who were born and raised in the same community, who didn't have the same opportunities to achieve wealth Yeah. because they were in the same uh, communities, in the same schools mm-hmm. that don't have the funding yeah. as the black and brown kids... Who are also accepted by the black and brown kids because they're like, hey, you, you may be white, but you're one of us because you grew up in our area. You grew up in our hood. You and, grew up there. You grew and you up get in a you get a you get a homie of four. You get homies of four: two black, one brown, and one white, and they're all ready to go to this. But one of the homies has to pay an extra ten bucks. What if they're mixed? And that's what. And there was a, a Detroit artist. I forgot what her name is. God, I'm, I'm upset. I forgot what her name was because it was important. She dropped out because she's she stupid. Because she's half black and half white. And she said, what if I want my whole family to come to this? So now half my family has to pay? And she's like, I didn't come, we didn't come from extreme wealth. What kind of shit is that? So from that point, nah, this this was kind of, to me this is counterproductive because it should have been a situation where it shouldn't have been about color. Yeah. It should have been about community. So there should have been a situation where if you live within this radius of the mileage from the festival... You can put your address in, and we can verify it from the card that's being paid with, and then you get the discount. See, you're giving a free game. I mean, that makes logical sense. But of course, this is called the Illogical Sense Podcast. Give me a hell yeah! <laughs> you know that nigga would have been invited. I did. He'd been running the damn beer. <laughs> he would have paid you full price yes. <laughs> again. Like. I'm all for you wanting to make the opportunity for those who are in the community, but they don't have the means to be a part of the event. I fully understand that. I respect it. But I'm a segregation. Why not? But why not then just I don't know, mail out two tickets to each household that's I, within the community. I know. Do, like tr- do some kind of promo. They could have just flat out said no crackers allowed. That's what they should have just said. Or they could have just did that. They could have just said that instead of being all politically correct with it. Just say no crackers allowed. <laughs> just say I that. I mean, as bad as it sounds, I would have actually... I, I would have preferred that just instead preferred, of just yeah. beating around the bush. That's what they're doing. They're trying to be politically correct when in reality they were saying, we don't want them white devils here. That's all he had to say. And right. I would have respected it and then y'all would have dealt with the consequences of y'all being racist I mean, and shit. Like... Again, if you if you're if by doing this you were trying to keep the hype beasts away, who, who yeah, away yeah. who obviously aren't putting money in the community, mm-hmm. aren't of the community, yeah, but they want to reap the rewards of what's happening in the community, then sure, you got and it. And Detroit's really predominantly black, right, city anyway. But again, what if young today's version of Marshall Mathers is in that yeah. community, yeah, and he has to pay an extra twenty dollars that he doesn't have? Because he's a part of the community as well. That's fucking segregation. That's what this is. Ain't the 60s no more. 
That, that shit was just it was funny. You should have just said just, no crackers a lot. That's all you had to say. And then it was just to see the the overwhelming support of that decision from black on folks. social media. Of course, of course, of course. The woke black folks, them niggas, they're the most annoying. Which of course we know how it would have went down if this was Coachella, mm-hmm. and Coachella said. Well, for the white folks, you pay this. For the black folks, you pay that. Yeah. It would have been like, oh, you are racist. But you guys take so much shit from us, so we're going to do the same. So you know how it feels. Yeah. I'm tired of niggas. (laughs) I'm tired of the whining and shit. I don't want to get into it. Niggas are idiots. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. There's there's that niggas are getting too fucking sensitive over yeah. some stupid shit. Find the median and just make the damn tickets. All you had to say, you just make the tickets fifteen dollars. Just said no crackers allowed. That's all you had to say. No crackers. I would have respected them more. Don't pull that fucking. And then when you go on Twitter, they'll try to educate you on fucking being black and shit. Man, what is black? What is what? That's a good. That's a good question. What is what black? is black? What is black? Because I saw... Sounds like, what's beef? What's black? <laughs> <laughs> what's black? <laughs> because I saw somebody... I don't even know if she... I don't know her race. I just saw somebody tweet out, Drake really has been in the game for 10 years and hasn't been arrested. He really is half white. And somebody retweeted and was like, so we judging black rappers off of the fact that they go to jail or not? That's how we determine if you're a black rapper? First it was J. Cole and Lil Wayne. Then it was this shit. Now you just told me. <laughs> What's going on? It's the record. Are you going to call somebody a whole ass nigga to get kicked off of Twitter this I'm week? <laughs> For good? <laughs> like, you cannot come back till the end of summer. <laughs> or never. Good, then I'm going to Detroit. <laughs> it's like God's testing me. <laughs> like, this is the retrograde. They're trying to test me. I'm you know what? I'm going to come back. The next episode, I'm going to come back. With ideas of what I think what black people is. in the world think that black is. Both black and non-black communities alike. Look what, look I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to do some homework this week. Well, you'll be surprised. And I'm going to figure out what it is. Because I know the, the, the face value stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking... Speaking like you're white, talking like you're white, mm-hmm. doing your homework, that, like that type of shit. Like, yeah, what's being black? Yeah. Putting grills in your face, putting grills, rapping, yeah. playing basketball, playing football, chicken having, and watermelon, having big dicks, having big noses. You know. But I want to see what else. You know, I want to see the shit that's below the surface. Being being broke, being in the ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know, just the regular shit. Speaking ebonics, broken English, not knowing, not knowing big vocabulary words. Owning every Medea film. Owning every Tyler Perry movie. Um, yeah, I'm just listing all the shit right now. Yeah. You know, you need to. I'm gonna come back next week. <laughs> I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. Why don't you just let us know, people? Yeah. If you're listening, well, y'all listening, but just drop something in the comments. Say what it mean to be black. Yeah. Only black people though, not no crackers. Not at, least, at least we're honest. <laughs> <laughs> at least we ain't beating around the bush. Them two. Uh, anyway. But you got to listen to the podcast five times to <laughs> get the numbers up. To get the numbers up, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, speaking of festivals, though, as we brought up, uh, what the fuck was the festival name? That... It was that Fire Festival 2.0. Yeah, whatever that shit was back in Sweden. Oh, I was about to tell you. That's where fucking um, Midsummer took place. Took place in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, we'll figure. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> And there was only one black person there, too. And you know what happened to him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, in the movie, there was only one black person in that movie, and you know what happened. 
Yeah, actually, yeah, he got hit in the head with a hammer actually, that and then they like buried, and they buried his ass in the fucking garden, and his foot was sticking out. I was just about to say, I bet his leg was sticking. out. <laughs> Yeah, literally, his foot was literally <laughs> sticking out. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "They can never bury in there." I'm gonna add that to the list. <laughs> <laughs> literally, yeah, you just you, you just spot on. That's exactly what happened. They always get yeah, twelve years of slave shit. Yeah. <laughs> foot sticking out like a damn guard. I'm like, why is this okay? And when I saw that, I was just like, <sighs> okay, just just wrap it up. Yeah. Anyway, um, but because of that fire fest two shit. Uh, ASAP Rocky could thank them because he's now in jail for defending himself over in Sweden. Because some white person was following him, from what I saw, and ASAP Rocky just beat the shit out of him. Literally. Give me a hell, yeah. And threw his ass. I saw that shit. And got arrested, and now he's in jail. Yeah. For now. And they're trying to fight for for his freedom and shit. First 21 Savage yeah. <laughs> got damn near almost deported, and now ASAP Rocky is just trying to fight for his life. So pretty much, are they gonna do, are they gonna do some exchange? <laughs> Give us twenty one savage, and you get ASAP Rocky back. <laughs> They're gonna tell him his bail is a different price compared to the non people of color. <laughs> <laughs> See, the white person you can get out for two dollars, you get out for eleven thousand <laughs> and some chocolates. <laughs> oh shit, Martin, you missing out. Can you imagine that being an, an authentic price, like, you know, 40 acres and a mule? $11,000 and some chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of chocolate are we talking about? Reese's Pieces? Because if it's Reese's Pieces, shit. J. Cole, come up to you talking about, so do you want the royalties or do you want $11,000 and some chocolate? Run that! <laughs> <laughs> give me the... Give me what I want! Do you want... Give me what I want! Do you want fried chicken and watermelon or the 11000 and some chocolate? Give me what I want! In that voice, too. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, so ASAP Rocky... Free ASAP, dog. Yeah, man. Just free, free, free ASAP. Home, Hashtag free ASAP. I don't. You shouldn't. You should not be arrested when somebody has clearly been stalking you and there's footage of it, and you have kindly asked them and then demanded for three minutes, get the fuck away from me, like, stop following me. And then he just had to whoop your ass. Yeah. Give me a hell, yeah. Like, there's gotta be some against that. Well, well, he's in there for now, so he'll get out. Probably by the time this, by next week, he'll be out. Well, it's like two weeks. That's like two weeks. Yeah. For what? Two weeks just for throwing a nigga. Phone a white boy. Mm, I get it. Anyway, speaking of niggas, yeah. we taking over the waters, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you got Aquaman, but well, we got the Little Mermaid, people. <laughs> we got Aquaman, we got Aquaman. <laughs> we got Aquaman. <laughs> nah, but dead ass though. Disney announced that they're doing a live action. Another live action. They're just gonna recreate all the damn cartoons. It's a matter of time before they, before they do a live action Toy Story. That'll be some shit. That <laughs> <laughs> would be some shit. You'd have to be high to watch that. <laughs> you would have to be high. Now they won't even be in 3D. They will literally be toys. My boy, my boy, Devin said, you know, it's time we get that petition. They want to go live. We got to make that goofy movie. And I said, fam, that's, that's, that's too real, fam. <laughs> you wouldn't even have to get, like, if, if you want to black it all up, how how we've been progressing in these lives, you ain't even got to do the ears. You just get some niggas that just got dreads. Dreads. 
<laughs> and there's Goofy and Max. And have and have the weekend play fucking Powerline. Yeah. <laughs> Stand up. But that shit would be the weekend's rendition. <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. Anyway, like I said, they're recre- they're, they're going to do live action Disney movie. They they just announced. They just showed the teaser trailer for Mulan. Did you see that shit? No. Yeah. This, the, well, here's the thing. Well, I know there was a production. I didn't see. Yeah, I didn't they see they the released the yet. teaser trailers coming out next year. But here's the thing: fans are kind of giving it the side eye because. Unlike all the other Disney movies, because you know how they had all the song and dance and shit? Right. There ain't going to be no song and dancing in this Mulan. And no Mushu either. What kind of oh, shit is nah. that? <laughs> nah. Nope. And that shit. I know. They got no Mushu in it. What's the point? That's what everyone's saying. Like, he, he's the one that drove the damn movie. What the fuck? There's not going to be no songs. They ain't going to sing that reflection So it's just going to be serious-ass Mulan, and yes. now I got to be depressed that and how and women saying, were treated during that culture back then. And they're saying that the songs are going to be playing in the background. Like, you're going to hear the instrumentals for it and shit. No Mushu, nah. no songs nah, playing. Nah, it's going to be serious. Nah, you want them Crouchy Tiger, Hidden Dragon shit. That is not for me, and I'm not saying it's not for me because, you know, it's not black. If you're going to give, if, if you're going to if you're going to go all out for Aladdin, if you're going to go all out for Beauty and the Beast, you should have just went all out for Mulan. I mean, that's the point of... That's what makes a Disney film a Disney film. Period. The music. <laughs> like... Did okay. we go to see y'all shit for the acting? Even the in the... storyline? Even in the Jungle Book, they had the fucking songs in there. In The Lion King, you know they're gonna have songs. You imagine The Lion King without the fucking Suffer of Life? Just animals waking up and walking? You imagine <laughs> Lion King without Can You Feel? The Love Night? Uh, without Hakuna Matata? Without yeah, nah. I Can't Wait to Be King? Shit. Nah. They're wildin'. How can they do that sound? Oh, that's wildin'. Mulan has some dope-ass fucking songs, too. Reflection. Fucking, um, I'll Make a Man Out of yeah. You. Yeah. Those are the, the both two songs. Like, what the, what the fuck you doing, Disney? Now I'm thinking about it. What kind of shit is that? Like, you know, and even Asian people are low-key like, word? <laughs> like, word? I'm, I'm with you. I'm with y'all. Yeah. I, 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 I'm with y'all. Yeah. We're getting off topic. We're supposed to talk about the niggas. We taking over the mermaids, nigga. <laughs> Taking over the water. Taking over the water. still don't know how to swim. <laughs> anyway, it got announced they're doing The Little Mermaid. And this, was, this was in development for months. We saw, we, we it got revealed that Rachel McCartney's going to play, um, what's her name? Ursula. Yeah. Supposedly. And they got announced who's going to be um, our, um, Ariel. I thought it was going to be Dakota Fanning. I remember that was in the works for years. And then what's her name? Um, Rachel, the, the hit girl. Yeah. You know, I heard she was going to play it. And then it got announced and... Everybody was, went crazy in social media because they read Halle Berry at first. <laughs> we were like, wait a minute. Everybody said, Ow. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. That is powerful nigga. Because I'm going to tell you what I saw when I, when I first saw it. Because it spelled the same way, too, kind of. Well, it wasn't what they people misread it and they got her trending number one. So when I went and looked at it, the first thing that came to my mind, and I'm not apologizing for it, was... I just want to feel good. No, I was oh. like, is this going to be rated off? <laughs> <laughs> she going to be the nasty little woman? <laughs> I just want to feel good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to feel good. I'm like, I'm like, now Halle Berry don't match with the little girl, Little Mermaid, but if you want to take this another direction, oh, Disney shit. shit, I'm not mad at it. So what, what are we talking? And then when I went and realized, no, nah, it's not Halle Berry. 
It's Halle Bailey. That's when I was like, uh, oh, Chloe and Chloe and Chloe and yeah, yeah Chloe and Beyonce's Hayden, was, yeah. people. And I see that. I was like, oh, so Ariel gonna be black? And I was like, okay. I was like, I'll oh, take oh, it. We're, we're here. Okay. Oh, we here. We okay. Oh, and the white people. Oh, yeah. That's powerful when you triad work here. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. Oh, they were mad, boy. They, Give me what I want. They just they tried. They started a petition to make sure she don't play it. There was Facebook a, groups popped up. Yeah, out of nowhere. They said, "That's not my Ariel." White people going like, oh, "When I was little mermaid, that was a white girl, so I wanted to be a white girl." Just stick with the stories. You know what I did when I looked at that? I saw shit and I was like. I thought nothing was about race. See, <laughs> you you all want to know some shit. When I watched Aladdin, like the, the actual animated movie, I never really thought about the voices until one... Before I saw the movie, I decided to watch some behind-the-scenes shit. Aladdin's based off everyone, like, Middle Eastern of people, course. right? You watch the behind-the-scenes and you see the people who play the voices of them Middle Eastern people. None but white people. Yeah. Nothing but white, with the exception of the genie, because he was like a whole entity. Nothing but white people. And I'm just like, hmm... Huh? <laughs> huh? Like, now nah, I'm older now. I was just like, wow, you got the whole boy from Full House playing the voice of Aladdin? Yeah. <laughs> like, that makes boy, sense. remember when everybody said his career was going to, he was supposed to be where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is today? For real? No, nah, just, well, projection-wise, remember? I thought that was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. Oh, that was, uh, that's for Lion King. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. Nope. <laughs> but remember how they were projected? Boy, how that, that turn out? He went to college, and he never, he retired from I don't need, I don't need this shit. Yeah, I'm done. Bye. I got my royalties. Yeah. <laughs> Home Improvement's still getting syndicated. Bye. Bye. But yeah, Ariel about to, like, what's her name? Um, Halle Berry? Not Halle Berry. Halle Bailey. Bailey, whatever. Haley Bailey. Haley Bailey's going to play Ariel. And black Twitter is just rejoicing. Racist Twitter is in their feelings. And I'm just like, for show. So that means she's going to have a black family. So I was thinking, who's going to play Poseidon? It's got to be Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Samuel, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Under this motherfucking sea. <laughs> I was thinking Michael J. White can play Poseidon. Spawn? Uh, yeah. Spawn. I was thinking he would be a good one. Or thinking of another. Oh, what's his name? Ildris Elba? Ildris Elba? No. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, shit. He, I'm just saying. I'm yeah, just, I know. I just thought. I just kept saying we saw enough of him in Genie. So that, that I'm was, just saying. Yeah, but as Poseidon, and then niggas are saying Snoop Dogg should play the fish. <laughs> Somebody said this is this is how racists think New Ariel is gonna be in. Oh shit! Wow, this is something serious, my nigga. Wait, what that is? It's a hot comb ironer. <laughs> Black mamas use these things <laughs> to straighten their city girls. Y'all gotta see the clip. Watch me. They put it in their hair, pull it, yank it, don't care if they're tender-headed, and boom. A whole front or lace front that people can't even afford to buy, not even after they get their income taxes. <laughs> Did you see the other one when they showed Ariel? Did you see the other one when Ariel was singing the, um, How did yeah. we? And she's like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, you gotta love Black Twitter. It's gonna be hilarious. I really think that's how they imagine what it's gonna be, though. It's just gonna be Until nothing but bonics see- and... Yeah, that's, yeah. Why, that's why they're scared. It's gonna be just like your fuck. It's just gonna be just like the damn movie, just, just like the cartoon. I never was, was a fan of Little Mermaid, but neither was I. I never really cared for it. But I started off Disney's whole fucking. That was like their. That was their like their final phase before the '90s phase two. Right when they went on that whole fucking run with Beauty and the Beast. Then it was, um, it was Beauty and the Beast. Then it was Lion King. No, no. There was Pocahontas. Then it was Lion King. Then it was fucking 
Punchback of Notre Dame, Hercules. And then in the middle of all that shit, you got in Toy Story and Bugs Life. Yeah. And Hunchback of Notre Dame and a whole bunch of other. They ran the 90s. God damn. <laughs> One movie a year at a time. At a two and quality shit too. So, oh, you enjoyed that? Here, come to Disney Channel. <laughs> we got more that didn't make the cut. <laughs> Five days a week for your ass. And then on top of that, you had fucking well, we might as well go back to Disney Channel. Oh boy died. Yeah. Um rest in peace to uh Cameron Boyce. There's Jared, what's his name? No, not Jared Lonely. Go on. My bad. Um but of course he uh for those who may not be familiar with Disney, but they're familiar with uh, growing up, with grown ups, growing up, yeah. growing up too. He was the middle son. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, he died in his sleep at 20 years old. Yeah, it was he a seizure. Had a seizure. Yeah, which they think it was epilepsy uh, or, or something going on there. Yeah, that was right. I knew, I knew his face. I was like, oh wow. And a lot of like younger people when I was seeing it, they were kind of crushed by it because they grew up watching him because he was on Descendants. That was on the Disney Channel, which is you heard about that show, Descendants. I heard it. Yeah, it's not pretty, familiar with it. It's for the nutshell. It's pretty much the kids of the villains of all the Disney uh, villains. They're like the kids and shit like That's that. Cool concept. And, no, it was. I never watched it, but it was, it was one of the most popular like movies on Disney Channel. It's cool. Concept. Yeah, but that they grew up with that and a few other shows. So you saw Zendaya coming out, Hillary Duff, all the Disney alumni came right. out. And, you know, sh- a lot of people didn't know he was black. He was. Well, I guess I didn't know. Yeah, he's half black. Well, shit. That's black. Well, yeah, I saw videos of him singing as John Legend. I was like, oh, shit. I thought he was breakdancing when he was younger, too. Oh, he, was he was like black. nine years old, oh, killing he, that shit. He was black, black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, rest um, in peace to him. Yeah, definitely rest in peace to him. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was quiet. That was wild. But back to Disney. These motherfuckers. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're about to make billions. With, like, dude, can you imagine the run they're on right now? First, it was fucking Dumbo, which was trash. Then it was, and then you had Captain Marvel that make billions. Then you had motherfucking uh, Endgame, and then you had motherfucking uh, Toy Story Four, and you had motherfucking Aladdin, and then you got Frozen Two that's gonna come out soon. And then you got Star Wars coming out. You already had Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man, Sony. I thought it was Mm-mm. Sony gets all it's Sony and Marvel share it. Marvel doesn't get no money off that shit. It's only Sony. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, to an extent they share it, but yeah, but I mean, I guess you could count them, but not really. That makes sense. But yeah, I mean, it's still part of the brand. Marvel still part of like the when brand. you see Marvel, it's yeah. Even if they ain't getting their cut, you. I think Disney would. Even if they ain't gonna see the cut, they like just know, just know, <laughs> just we, know. We're gonna get you we'll, soon. Yeah. You best play bar ball. Pretty soon. Because they can talk about they ain't going to be receiving the money, but um, as far as I know, to be on Disney Plus, you got to cut Disney a check. Mm-hmm. So Either way, Disney, they, they're getting their money. Disney going to get their money. They're getting their money off Parker. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting them Peter Parker. Give me what I want. Fuck around with Peter Parker all you want, but uh, you won't have to see us on that back end. Shit. Um, yeah. Uh, all hell's going to break loose whenever they decide to get uh, Avatar 2. <laughs> if they ever get those movies made. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, it kind of shook a little bit over the weekend. Twice in Southern Cal. Did you feel it? It wasn't up here. My my aunt, she was downtown. She works by the airport. She said she low-key felt it. I was kind of shocked about that. I was like, where? Y'all, you felt it? Huh. That's the first I heard anybody up here. That's what I'm saying. Here. My aunt said she felt it. Hmm. But, um, yeah, there was two pretty... Great big earthquakes hit California, but all the way yeah, pretty yeah, much in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, between 
Southern California, that Southern California region, all the way to Las Vegas. Yeah, that middle ground in between. Yeah, it was like six point. It was six point. It was both big, my big ass six pointers. Six point eight. Six point five or six point eight. The first one, and then all of a sudden the next one popped up. It was like what seven? It was six point eight. It was a six point eight. It was no seven. It was close. Mm. But yeah, it happened during the fucking the other one. I got seven one. No, no, no. It went down. They they took it. Oh, they downgraded. They downgraded it. At first it was a seven, but it went down to six point nine, six point eight. But yeah, I was like, and they showed them right back in fucking the Vegas game. And I thought, man, that's two earthquakes. The first one happened on the fourth, the other one happened on the fifth during the um, summer league game with Zion and busted his knee. And I was like, grand opening, grand closing. But <laughs> but I was thinking that's an omen for. I didn't think it was. I was like, it wasn't like an omen for California San Andreas fault. God, God, shit, God willing. I was thinking something else is coming, like pop culture wise or sports wise. And boy, God has a sense of humor. Well, the thing that was, was that, uh, before we get into that, um, Zion looked like he was on the, the JC No Hundreds meal plan. <laughs> he was out of shape. That meal plan consists of nothing but extra sauce on everything. everything. Like, remember, he's in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. It looked like it was nothing but gumbo and beignets as soon as he got, drafted, he got on the court. They were saying flat out when he got drafted, he was doing nothing but promo. He never really had time to practice and do all that other shit. So it kind of made sense. Yeah, he um, he he's going to have to get himself acclimated. Mm-hmm. But boy, boy, was the sign there when he snatched uh, Knox's soul with the ball. Nigga just said, give me what I want. <laughs> and then dumped his shit. Literally, I watched him when he did. He's like, nigga, give me, give me what I want. And then just dumped it. He's not just, I was like, I don't need, all right, I don't need to see no more. Man, go, that go, shit was, go, get, go get in shape. That shit was packed for that one game. It was on ESPN primetime. It was packed. And then all of a sudden, all the tickets were sold out. LeBron was there. Everybody Anthony was Davis, there. Like, Everybody yeah. was there. They wanted to see, you know, the next big thing. It's kind of funny. LeBron was there looking at his... I guess his replacement, <laughs> if you really want to think about it, something like that. That's no, not his replacement. Not a replacement, but you know when when he was coming into the league and everybody wanted to watch him and shit like that. Yeah, I get it from that standpoint. You know what I mean? Just, but yeah, but it's a whole different thing. Different animals. Yeah, but yeah, it was like that. Then the Earth shake. The, the the new toy. For yeah, the, the NBA. new toy for the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Then the Earth shake. Screens were shaking, and then niggas were scared. <laughs> they said, "Well." Go the fuck home, because we ain't playing with this shit no more. <laughs> yep. Damn speaker kept swaying back and forth. Swaying. It's like, all we need is for one nigga to dribble up the court, and this thing's fly right down next to him. <laughs> On some Batman shit. Yeah. Yeah, so that was it. But I felt there was something was impending. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, no, not no San Andreas fault shit. I'm thinking, like, something in the NBA is about to happen soon. But we all knew what was going to happen, because Kawhi Leonard hadn't made his decision. Yeah, yeah, that's what we was leading into that decision. That's what I'm trying to get into. Yeah. And then God has a sense of humor, because I was on my way to the bar. I hear doo 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 I look at my phone, and then literally, I think Martin put it. He just put Clippers, and I'm like, "What?" And then I look, and it said, "Huh?" <laughs> I didn't even know it until shit three minutes after it got announced because I was watching Netflix. <laughs> so I was watching something completely different. Then my phone buzzed. Well, my phone buzzed the first time. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to talk to nobody." <laughs> I know. <it> <laughs> I knew it wasn't. I don't want to talk to nobody. I knew it wasn't the group chat because yeah, that shit's on silent. Yeah, because y'all motherfuckers be buzzing me while I'm doing while I'm driving and shit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, nah, fam. I'll, uh-huh. I'll check it when I check it. <laughs> yeah. So I knew it wasn't y'all. So I thought it was just motherfuckers like just yeah comments and shit. Oh, tweet it, tweet. Then when it went, bzz, 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 and I was like, oh, all right, let's see what's, what's popping. Clippers. I was like, ah, all right, makes sense. 
I get it. Didn't want to be in. Didn't want to be in Toronto. Well, didn't long want to play story with short, Kawhi chose the Clippers. Yeah. And it wasn't until the next z- 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 popped up. <laughs> Paul, Paul George went to the Clippers too. What? Hey, punch! Paul George! Paul! Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, Paul! What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay God. Nigga that called himself Playoff P but ain't hit a fucking shot meaningful in the goddamn playoffs? Paul? <laughs> the nigga that told Russell Westbrook we got unfinished business and now ain't there to complete that business? Paul? The nigga that said Damian Lillard had took a bad shot? <laughs> Paul? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, when that got announced, I was like, oh. oh shit. Okay. <laughs> and everybody... Well, not everybody, but people that thought that I was going to be mad about it because he didn't choose the Lakers, then started flooding my phone, and I'm like... You should have saw that coming. You should have saw it coming. I don't understand, though, because the week before, I made it perfectly clear. But but I'm just saying, from stupid motherfucker logic... You were talking like trolling mo- logic. I, I, I you know cool, why you just cool like trolling logic, but that's not enough to text me. You just, know they just were. tag me. Don't fucking text me with that stupid I, shit. Come on, dude. Because I came out and I put the warrior fans texting you. Yeah. Well, you should have expected that. Even then, I put out into the universe if we have thirty-two million to give to Kawhi versus if we and gotta spend you, thirty-two you million. You didn't say that on your Facebook and Twitter and on here. You yeah, I put that. it all over on so it could be so nobody could try to take it away. I, everybody could see. But you know, niggas, are I wasn't tripping. You should so, know. It, it, yeah, they, they went did it, and I'm like, fam, I'm not even upset. Like that's actually pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, that pretty much, you had old boys' reaction from Jurassic Park when the Raptors just popped up in front of them. Clever girl, <laughs> clever clip. Because. <laughs> <laughs> That deal, um, Paul George got traded away for four. Not one. Four. Not two. Not three. Four. Four unprotected draft picks. Now, for those who aren't familiar with unprotected and protected, that means that there's no stipulations based on those draft picks. They just go straight outright to OKC. Yeah. Then there's a protected draft pick, which means there's a stipulation. They get that pick. Then there's another year where they swap picks. So if OKC gets a better pick than the Clippers or the Clippers get a better pick than OKC, mm-hmm. they can just swap them and take their pick for that year. And they just change positions. And I'm looking at that. And then they also gave uh, Shea uh, Alexander, one of the rookies, and then uh, Danilo Gallinari. Uh-huh. Gallinari's a good player, too. Mm-hmm. Not, he wasn't like he's a throwaway. Yeah. He's a hell of a good player. Pretty much the Clippers are stacked now. Yeah, like, but it was one of those ones where it was like, Okay. Stupid motherfuckers is going... I already knew where this was going to go. You knew where it was going. Stupid motherfuckers is going to be like, Oh, but just two weeks ago, you was clowning the Lakers for giving away all the draft picks. And it was like, well, fam, we also gave away three of the young core. Mm-hmm. Um, these yeah. niggas gave away one young core and a nigga that's about to be on an expiring contract. Yeah. With picks that they're no longer going to worry about because they now have a team that is contending. Yeah. Which means that's going to be a late draft pick. And who the fuck gives a fuck about late draft, draft picks? Yeah. So at this point, it's kind of just like pretty much what Kawhi just did. You thought he he took out the Warriors? No, that was part of the plan. He he just thought he snapped the whole NBA league, man. Everything is balanced, and now he's just sitting on his porch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just he got his ring. Now got his. I had an inside scoop that I relayed off air. Yeah. With Busby and Martin. Mm-hmm. The inside scoop was actually right. I 
was able to get the pieces put together on what happened. Kawhi was no thinking way. he was thinking Lakers. This is exclusive. But what happened was was that the Lakers weren't his first option. Neither were they his second option. Mm-hmm. What happened was was that he is a player that doesn't want to team up with make he doesn't want to make super teams. Yeah. His whole philosophy is well if I get a co star, I'm good. We can handle the rest. Yeah. He's a very he's very Kobe esque. Kobe. He doesn't want a team. He doesn't and want Jordan esque. Yeah. He, and Jordan esque. Yeah. He wants to go at you and may the best man win. What happened was was that he realized with the Clippers it was going to be him and he, not a bad supporting cast, but again it would have been him and a supporting cast. Yeah. Um, he realized if he stayed in Toronto, it would have been the same thing because Toronto's strapped for money. They they couldn't make moves. And you saw what happened in Game Five, how there was a complete breakdown. They, I mean, they did win the series, but you saw how if it was a power in numbers, where it was a if their motherfuckers come back from injury, albeit they got hurt again. And like you saw what happened with K before KD went down, yeah. everything was just going. And if he was healthy, arguably they would have won the series. Yeah, arguably. So to just make this as quick as possible. Um, LeBron took a trip up to Toronto. So, yeah, allegedly. Publicly saying that he was going for the finals, but in reality, he was going to talk with Kawhi. They had dinner at some point. Um, he recruited him. That was that. Kawhi then took that information into the meetings as leverage mm. because then he went to Jerry West, um, Steve Ballmer, the, the mm-hmm. well, you can't even say owner of the NBA anymore. So the no, governor. Let's call them the owner. The governor of they the NBA. They call them governors now? Yeah. No. They, they say, call them owners. So for those who don't know, they have gotten rid of the, the term owner because certain players, i.e. Draymond, don't want to be called slaves. Which didn't make sense to me because they they weren't calling them slaves. You literally own the team. Call them but, owners. Yeah. Shut up, Draymond. The owners. Call them owners. But yeah, they're in public, you can't call them that anymore. Owners. So, I, I I was like, shit, just call him a fucking team CEO, whatever. Yeah. Um, not, yeah, or an owner. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you know. Kawhi took that information to the Clippers uh-huh. and let it be known. Look, I've been in talks with KD and Kyrie, but they're, they're, they've already made their minds up. They're going to the Nets. Uh-huh. I've been in talks with Paul George. He's mm. already letting the team know that he wants out of his deal. Yeah. you can, If you get him here, I'll sign. But if you don't, Lakers. I don't know what to do with I I can't help you. He then had a meeting with the Lakers, postponed it for like an hour, then went to go talk to Paul George. Yeah, that was that went, was such a chess move. Went back to the Lakers, then had the meeting. Mm-hmm. And then of course went to when he flew out to Toronto, which ended up being like the fucking Dude, looking for OJ Toronto, and Bronco. Toronto Toronto we talk about Toronto. Toronto, he gave you guys a ring. You knew what was going on. They had literally the whole city was out there oh, pretty country. much. The whole country was on their knees, like, please don't leave us. Please. You know the stories about Drake, even though it's fake. I'm just going to say this is real because it's funny. You know the stories that Drake <laughs> wanted to give him a percentage of OVO. <laughs> he said, oh, that wasn't real. How would you believe that? If you just look at Drake and everything that's been going on, and you see how he's been acting, I mean, really, do you ever put it past him? Can you just imagine that meeting? Like, hey, man, like you saw what you could do with this city, with this team. Like, we could do a lot of great things, man. If I could just give you a percentage of just OVO, man, we could just go beyond music and you could just go beyond the board. I could see him saying that. He's sitting there looking at him. Quiet looking at him. Just say, board man don't want that shit. Board man don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> what is OVO? What's that mean? <laughs> wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be some shit if that was the last word spoken in that meeting was board man don't want that and he got up and just left board man don't want OVO 
bull man don't give a fuck about no Drake night. <laughs> <laughs> Word to KD. I never forget when KD said that shit. Yeah. I don't give a damn about no damn Drake night. And just walked away disgusted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just, he said I'll never get that. Yeah. He said that disgusting. Um, but yeah, so the the plan for his was Ka- Kawhi was done with Toronto. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't going back. But there was an offer on the table for him to potentially stay because he knew it was going to be a long shot, mm-hmm. which was if Masai Ujiri trades away uh, Siakam Pascom, yeah, who, of course, is great. You saw what he's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Trade him to OKC. They would actually retain not only Paul George, but Russell Westbrook. Hmm. But in doing that, their finances would have been fucked. They just would have been locked up for four years. There's mm-hmm. no wiggle room to do anything. Yeah. You have to sign... All your, your supporting cast mm-hmm. is literally paying playing for like one year bare minimums. Damn. In a in a country where the, the taxes are like forty nine percent. So it's just it wasn't gonna fly. Wasn't gonna fly. The side was like, you know what, you gave me a title, I appreciate it, but I, nah, I'm good. I'm done. Bye bye. So up until three hours before that shit got announced, it was looking like Lakers. It was just the deal got the deal got put in the bank. Some money in the bank shit. Yeah. They no, came. that's exactly what it was. It was money in the bank. <laughs> they cashed in. And they just, damn, I could just imagine the meeting when they were calling him. Tell him, we did it. We did it. We did it. Don't go. Don't go. Okay. Boy yeah. man coming. <laughs> Boy man coming. Boy. Why do we talk like he's like a dumbass? He doesn't even talk like that. But in yeah, our so narrative. So, so uh, he's, he's in San Diego. He's, uh, he's um, updating the new uh, Kawhi OS. <laughs> Clipper edition. Yeah, Clipper edition. Um... As far as Paul George goes, apparently he did talk with Russell Westbrook, contrary to what people thought. Mm. That he just went to the management and was like, "I want out." Mm-hmm. But he did talk to Westbrook. They he posted a thank you, thanked him. Yeah. Westbrook commented saying, "It's love still." Um, but if I'm Russell Westbrook, I'm pissed. Oh, I'll be honest. But before I, before I get to Russell Westbrook, this is how bad the Clippers wanted him. They wanted have, Westbrook. No, or? how bad they wanted Paul George. Okay. I want to paint a picture for you. All right. Doc Rivers, the head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know where this is going. In, Go on. in the span of months, literally in the span of months, mm-hmm. he traded away his son. Yeah. Traded him away to make room for this type of big movement in the summertime. Mm. Then he okayed the trade for the same man who cheated on his daughter and got his current girlfriend or fiance. Not only did he get her pregnant, but remember, this was the one that he also offered the million dollars for the abortion. Oh, yeah. There is powerful niggardry at work here. That's wild. I don't think many people want to win more than Doc Rivers. Oh, yeah. He, he, he <laughs> wants to win. He needs to win. That is a nigga who, if you say winning or $11,000 and some chocolate, that nigga says, fuck that. Give me the wins. Give me the I wins. want the wins. <laughs> and speaking of, if you stay on Westbrook for a minute, I sent this in the group chat, but... KD has some weird people around him. Either he, he he's on his burner account or his people are weird. So I saw this on Twitter and mm-hmm. his brand ambassador and good friend Randy Williams took to Instagram because Bleacher Report posted a <laughs> they posted like the um four pictures of like the the um, OKC, the original members, like you see it went from three to two to one. Yeah. You know, you see you see Kevin Durant disappeared. Then Baca, and then Harden disappeared, and Baca disappeared. Now it's just, and then Paul George disappeared. Now it's just one, right? And it's and the and the caption said "Last Man Standing." Okay, all right. And then his boy Randy Williams goes on, and he's he acts Bleacher Report, and he says, and I quote: "No one wants to play with Russ 
Everyone blames everyone. Everyone blames everyone except him. When it comes to the Thunder losing, people have bad basketball mixed up with loyalty. Russ is all about Russ. He's more worried about stats versus playing winning basketball. Everyone can say what they want, but owners and GMs in the NBA know that the real the real about Russell and his style of play. So fans can say what they want, but moving forward to the future, OKC will have to trade Russ and he have to become a better player slash teammate. He can keep that intensity and competitiveness, but reality set in. No one wants to play with him. That's slander. Shit. That's slander if I ever heard it. Yeah, that was his boy. Like, wow. Um... I think KD wrote that shit. Oh, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of, uh, of changing his number, because he's going to be rocking number seven when he gets yeah, back. Yeah, he said he wants to go a whole different chapter, and he wants to be number seven when he, whenever he comes back next year. Or not next year. But... In some strange way, it made sense, because yeah. remember, uh, not necessarily the square root, but if you divide 35 by five or something, you get seven. So he could be in like the fifth chapter of his career, you know, some yeah, shit. some shit. Yeah, I ain't stuck at math, but yeah. And then what he did to Stephen A. Smith this. Or you, or you could market him and Kyrie at Seven Eleven. Hey, yeah. Or what he did to Stephen A. Smith this week? That was, last week that was fucking funny because he goes and tells us. I guess Stephen A. Smith told a story about what about what his sources told him <laughs> about what happened before KD left for the um, Warriors. And he, according to his sources, he had dinner. KD had dinner with Russell Westbrook, and he told Westbrook to his face that he wasn't leaving. And then when the deal went in place, he texted him and said that he was leaving. And then, yeah, he said it on the air. And then I guess KD landed from his recovery bed. <laughs> <laughs> went. Reach for his phone, text that nigga. Saying, pretty much saying, stop put, stop. What's he say? Stop putting my name in your mouth or some shit like that's that. Basically what put he some said. respect on my name. Yeah. And then Stephen A. Smith backtracked and apologized. He's like, hey, that's what people told me. Now he didn't backtrack. Oh, he did. He said, to be fair, uh, if that's what he's saying, that's what he's saying. He said, but I'll tell you this, I've heard that story from multiple people. So if you saying it didn't happen, that means a lot of these people was lying. So, he so goes, it happened. So he said, but to be fair. <laughs> That's what he's saying, and we haven't had him on the show or on, you know, whatever. So, or I'm just going to so, leave it at that. So it happened. <laughs> That's pretty much what it comes. Damn, KD, that is some snake shit. Now I know what you're talking about. Damn. And then he, how he left the Warriors too? Just said deuces. Didn't even, didn't even, that was understandable. I could, yeah, it was understandable. They even thank the niggas. It's funny because the Warriors put thank yous up to like everybody else that left the team and all that. They just left a little note for KD. They even put his picture up or nothing. I was like, well, now they starting to just. They starting to go off the wall with it. Now they're retiring everybody's jerseys. And I'm yeah, like, I saw, yeah, you gotta wait till they re- you gotta wait till they retire. Yeah, why are you gonna why are you gonna fuck? I can announce it now. Like, I can understand KD. I can understand that one. You could just wait a minute for that. But you are gonna say you know you're gonna retire Iguodala's jersey? I can definitely understand that. Uh, Iguodala? Yeah. Oh, he was with them for what six, seven years. So true. all five of the years, he has one of the Finals MVPs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So no, just, I understand. That. I just say just sitting on. It. Don't say you're gonna retire it now. Just sit on. Yeah. It. And and Katie's just sit on. What's, there's there's no problems <laughs> already having it in your mind. We're gonna retire these these five guys' jerseys. Period. Whenever it is, but. Don't this, is, this is what happens when you got an organization that ain't used to this type of shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they didn't have to come out and publicly say we're going to retire Run TMC because nobody was looking at Run TMC like that yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Like, you could just do it. Now the 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 eyes are shifting from it. it's like, but wait, but wait, 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 wait. We're going to retire the numbers. It's like, fam, nobody gives a fuck. No one cares. Yeah, but there's perfect balance now. Can we talk about sources? 
<laughs> yeah, you had your how, how anybody, uh, <laughs> the majority of people don't have good sources. Your source got mad at his source. <laughs> Until he got the story and he realized, okay, you were right. It was just, <laughs> but still, came out of left field and at the last minute. But still, sources, because he, at, around this time period, everyone and their motherfucking mama said, Kawhi to the Lakers is literally legit. Yeah. Every fucking body. There was Twitter accounts that were made from Reddit saying, oh, this guy's been spot on with this. Da, 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 da. Everybody has been waiting. They're Not like, only that, but remember when I went towards the end last week, I was looking for the same tweet that I read where I was like, oh, they're saying the Clippers are out now. Yeah. I went back and looked at it. The fucking profile's deleted. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, yeah. That powerful niggardry at See, work. Yeah, that, that Reddit one, that Reddit one, yeah. deleted. Gone, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, still has, I think the other one, the one Indian dude, the one that you saw. Abraham? Yeah, he's still, he's still like double timing and he literally has a huge platform now. So he's taking advantage of that just off some bullshit. Hey, make your money. Making up some bullshit. Yeah, there was just there was a few people where I was like, unfollow, 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 and it wasn't necessarily I was following for the Lakers shit because they had been right about other stuff. Yeah, not Lakers involved earlier this mm-hmm. like a few weeks ago, but it was just how they responded to it where it was like, no, I had it, but but and it was like, no, you didn't have it because there was a bigger picture, and not only it's it was okay to just be like, yeah, I thought and I was wrong. It was literally they were saying. No, this is fact. I've talked to, and it's done. They're just trying to blow smoke and blow steam. And it's like, no, that's, that's, not, that's yeah. not what happened. They There was a Godfather move that got played here. <laughs> yeah. Niggas were mad when Ka- Kawhi fucked up money. That's what he did. He fucked up the money. <laughs> that's what he did. Because it was almost... All this money was going into him becoming the, becoming the fucking Infinity Gauntlet with fucking LeBron and them. And he was just like... Boardman said... No. Well... But it's, it's, not necessarily, it's not necessarily the money. Mm. He's still going to make around the same amount just being in L.A. It was about being in L.A. in general. Yeah. It wasn't with the money when it came to the Lakers. It was... Pride. Not pride. But it, it was that and it was, you know, the majority of the people that got pissed off aren't Lakers fans. They're... LeBron fans. Yeah. LeBron sexuals. Motherfuckers talking about, oh, Kawhi turned oh, down a chance to get four titles and and <laughs> it's gonna LeBron be hard. Passed MJ and now it's gonna be hard. And I'm like, what? what the fuck? Turn you, this shit off. You should have knew this is what was gonna come with LeBron. His fam, like Drake fans, they're literally they're all Laker fans and Bron sexuals are combining. I followed somebody that was literally said he literally said flat out, "What up, Bansky? If you ever listen to this, <laughs> he said flat out." Like when he left the Cavs, he's going like, I'm just a LeBron fan, so I'm a Laker fan now. <laughs> yeah, they're out there. A like, bunch. I mean, he, he, his, he trolls a lot. Shout out to him. He trolls. But. Again, I wasn't even mad. I was looking at it and I was like, oh, so we got to, all right, it's an open field now. I'm, again, I don't give a fuck about parody. I, I feel like there should really only be four teams that realistically can mm-hmm. get it done. But the fact that you got about Shit. a good concrete seven teams in the West, a good concrete three to four in the East. Oh, like it's, it's a wide open fucking it's race. It's wide the fuck open now. Like it's now it's to the point where I'm like, yo, when it hits that mid October line, don't ask me about no fucking movies. Don't ask me about no fucking <laughs> albums. Don't ask me about no fucking TV shows. Because Sunday and Monday, and sometimes Thursday, will be dedicated to football. Yeah. But well, every but- other fucking day of the week, there's going to be, if not a Lakers game, there's going to be one key game that you're going to have to possibly watch to. on League Pass. Because that's going to have stip- the, that's going to play a role down the for line. The playoff, for the yeah, All Star weekend going to be. What's All Star going to be next next year? I think Chicago. That's random. It's going to be cold as shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good thing for the hoes because hoes never get cold. Hoes never get cold. Hey. Yeah. 
Damn. So there's that. There's that. Um, but if there's ever time to get league pass, I mean, if if KD and Clay were playing, yeah, I would I would stress. I'm like, fam, you you gotta get you gotta get it now. You gotta get it. Like, you, gotta now. Get it. <laughs> you still got about a year where you know you can kind of get away with watching the. The national TV games. Yeah, I mean, they got the. I mean, the Warriors got D'Angelo Russell. I think Warriors are gonna be okay. Just okay. Like I said, I have them at being like the. They'll be pushing for that seventh, eighth seed. Yeah. So the Lakers, though, he got stacked up too. Yeah, I mean, look, Kawhi fell through, and then immediately they got. They went to Plan B. They went to Plan B. Now I'll be quite upfront with you. <laughs> I got scared, I but the second signing, Danny Green got. Two years, thirty million. So that's fifteen a year. Mm-hmm. On one hand, yeah, it might be a little high, but yeah. considering hit the market for that type of player, which is a three and D. For those who don't know, it's a good three point shooter percentage wise, and a player known for defense. Mm-hmm. For that type of market, what he was going for, cool, you secured him because he could have went to fucking uh, Dallas or some other team in the West. We would have had a fucking problem. <laughs> so do what you, you got him. When that motherfucker went off and said KCP is coming back. Oh yeah, that powerful nigga. You, you had flashbacks. You thought I got oh, no. scared. Oh, I man. got scared because yeah. I thought, oh my god, they're panicking. They're just reaching for anybody. That son of a bitch, man. Dwight, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is a free. Oh my god, no, 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 <laughs> no! Oh my god. Okay, it's happening. Everybody's. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> so then I yeah freaked out. Then I saw Javale got brought back. So I was like. Okay, we're, Boogie. we're 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 in the clear, and then that's when I looked to the sky and I said, "Please, Jesus, Jerome Christ." <laughs> For those who didn't hear me, I said, "Please, Jesus, Jerome Christ, please, please, just bring Boogie." I don't care if he's out of shape right now and he's coming off the. We'll figure it out at training camp. Just get him here. And in other words, give me what I want. Yeah. And the next day, I'm reading it. Okay, Cook from the Warriors. He came All right, over. Cool. Yep. He's, that's fine. I like that. That's a solid pickup. Um, and then I, I got the ring. Demarcus Cousins, one year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. All right. Yeah. I, All right. Like saved. I told you, we that, I think they learned their lesson from the whole Dwight Howard drama. I told you I, again. I, I, you would think, but desperation causes you to do some stupid, stupid shit. shit. So I didn't know. If they, the, I did not know you, if they were in Plan B or in desperation mode. Can you imagine if that would have happened? You would. <laughs> oh, I. I it, <laughs> that would have been to me the to me the boogie <laughs> boogie coming over was a was the best signing yeah. and not getting Kawhi mm-hmm. in terms of our locker room like it saved our shit yeah it kept me being a fan this year yeah because LeBron he wouldn't oh man because no. you know how confrontational how non-confrontational he does that little passive aggressive shit he would have did some other shit like, I ain't playing with that nigga and he would have did some shit like oh you know low management and went A and R fucking. Jay Z's album or some shit like that. Yeah, something. <laughs> he would have he would have kept himself out of it because right. I ain't gonna play with that nigga. And Dwight Howard would have done some petty shit. Well, I ain't gonna play either, and it would have yeah. been just madness, and you would have lost your mind. Yeah. Um. But I was good with that. Uh, they brought Rondo back. So for basketball heads, of course, Rondo, AD, and Boogie all played with each other in New Orleans. Hmm. So there's that connection. Um. Today, we just got Avery Bradley, who is a quality. He's just undersized, but he's a quality shooter and defensive guy. You guys low-key got a squad, in a way. Yeah, I mean, again, you got got AD and LeBron, who are considered, if not top five, two of the top seven. Mm -hmm. So you can't go wrong there. Yeah. Um, You now have a squad where it... On paper, it looks like you're going from names from the past. Mm -hmm. But again, Boogie was hurt. 
and he was just coming back from the injury. Yeah. And he was trying to work his way in. So now I have faith that a full offseason where he can get back in shape yeah. and know that he has a position in the rotation versus, you know, it's one thing to be injured for that long fuck of a time. And it's fucking with your mind like, okay, I can't come back till then. And when I do, when I am cleared, I have to go through like a month of practice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think he kind of got close with the Warriors out here too. Like Warrior fans and the fan, not Warrior fans, the team and the fans and shit. Man, you know that should have changed when he dunks on Draymond this year. Oh yeah, he you know he will. That's six <laughs> that's, hours. That's going to hey, change. Six, an hour and a half flight to LA. You gonna be like, yeah, I love it here for um, one year. But again, I do. I feel like we're the number one team in the West right now. No, maybe number five. No, nah, I would say we're in top four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'd have the best duo. Clippers have are stacked from top, top to, to bottom. bottom. The Nuggets have the best chemistry because they basically brought everybody back. And they did a trade with OKC today where they got their power forward, uh, Grant. Mm, the Warriors. So all they had to do was just add him. The Warriors are on the downhill. We're not yeah. even talking about the Warriors. Yeah. Um, then there's the fourth team, which is the Jazz. <laughs> Jazz got very fucking good. Mm. And where they have so all, so we have duo. They have the Clippers have top to bottom team. Nuggets got chemistry. Damn. Jazz have spacing, which is important for how they play because they got one big that's in the paint. Everybody else is spaced out, and they all can shoot. Two K will be wild to play this year. Yeah, especially in fucking. And you tell me you can turn the injuries off, so KD and Clay could play, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, shit. Two K will be wild. Yeah, as long as you are making have a contract in the NBA, you're playable in the game. Uh, okay. That doesn't mean anything. It's I'm just, just making sure. Yeah. You know how accurate them fucking games are with those updates. No, there's a there's a mode where it's. Those updates only take place when you play in like franchise modes. If you want to have the injuries exist, uh, okay. If you want to do like quick run plays, they're there. Uh, okay. I don't mean they're injured, man. Um, you still got the Rockets, even though they're on the lower end. They're, they're still kind of just mix. teetering right now. Right. Cause Kate, cause Portland's always still going to be in the mix. So it's yeah, like it's, it's damn near every night. And then, open. And then you got Dallas, uh, the Queens, and every other team that's fighting for that, those bottom <laughs> positions. <laughs> Like, it's literally going to be a dogfight in the West every single night. The, war- the Warriors is just, like, in the middle, pretty much. Yeah. Damn. Ooh, man, that's good. And it's, then, it's, it's parody. Yeah, but then you got it's what the, everybody wanted. And then you got the Knicks. Just there. Yeah. <laughs> now, Westbrook is uh, one of the teams he did put, obviously, Was they're, they're going to talk about the trade, yeah. trade talks. By the time we're talking right now, who knows? The news story could just break before we get off the air. Right. Um, but... He has interest in Miami. Miami has interest in him. So he's gonna, he so, might be over there, but by the time we get off here, he'll be over there. Yeah. Maybe. Um, in Milwaukee, Milwaukee signed Giannis's brother. What's his name? I can't even pronounce it. Uh, the Nazis. The Giannis's? What kind of name? Okay. Well, they're, they're Greek. Oh. They were born and raised in Greece. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now they have two sets of brothers. So they got the Antetokounmpo brothers. Because this is, of course, this is Giannis's older brother. Oh, okay. And then they got the Lopez twins, Lopez who of course twins. played at Stanford. <laughs> and then you have two brothers that um, Gasol, the both Gasols, that got championship rings. Yep. Damn. Yep. I love the NBA. Anyway, suddenly, besides you know, um, Fat Boy, <laughs> Fat Boy Slim, <laughs> Fat Boy Zion, and that and that game, how was have you have you been catching up with it or just bleh? It's been bleh. Mm. Because the thing is, I don't, um, there's no reason to watch the Lakers shit because it's like, well, none of these guys is on the team. Like, our one rookie who is actually going to make the roster, mm-hmm. he's coming off an injury, so he ain't playing. No. So, I'm like, literally watching everybody, I'm like, okay, none of this has implication for our team. So, 
Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the pre preseason. That's yeah. what that shit is. It's like pre pre. Like only thing that would have made it exciting if Zion kept playing, but Zion busted his knee. So it's like, well, shit. Yeah, and at that point, it's like it's playing no, summer league game. It's not worth it. Yeah, take him out, get him back in shape. Yeah, It'll be fine. Yeah. It um, RJ Barrett. They said it's like seven for thirty three the two games. But I'm like, right. okay, whatever. That you can't take that. That shooting percentage ain't going with him to start the season. So whatever. Yeah. Um, a lot of other guys are starting off slow, too. And then, you know, is that, is people that, who claim they had sources for free agency are now leaving, trying to leave that in the dust. Now they're bagging on these kids who are just getting their feet wet. They're literally saying they're busts and this and that. And I'm like, all right, dude, you want to set yourself up for this again? All right, cool. It's just summer league. They're getting, they're getting adjusted to this is like light. Like Same type of cats that was once upon a time said that uh, DeMarcus Cousins, by the time he was going to be in his fifth year, was likely going to be in a jail cell instead of playing in the NBA. And then he was in the fucking finals yeah Whatever. so i guess if you want to make your name off that way by all means go ahead yeah you you go do that yeah speaking of, you know who went and did that the fucking usa women's soccer team america fuck, fuck e- yeah fuck, fuck equal pay <laughs> that too fuck equal pay <laughs> them women should be making three Bang. times the amount that the, the men is went for the their disgusting fucking performances, man, for that, the longest time, dude. I don't remember why. I took I told y'all like a few like a few weeks ago when they were whooping fucking Thailand's ass thirteen to nothing, and yeah. I'm like, do y'all watching this shit? You're like, no, like, dude, they're whooping their ass, and I was hearing a lot of reports about them, and then. Oh, girl, what's her name again? Megan, Megan Rapinoe. Rapinoe. And she just she was doing a, some fucking photo shoot, and they asked her, oh, so if y'all win, y'all gonna go to the White House? And she just didn't even bust a sweat. Just looked at her, I ain't going to no fucking White House. No. Nope. Like, I ain't going to no fucking White House, and we ain't getting invited anyway. Fuck I mean, out of here. The president is openly bashing the community that she's a part of, which is LGBTQ+. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. Um, plus. She was, she was in the, the body... Um, magazine last year with her wife who was also on the team so they were <laughs> the first goals. couple to, to do that that's a couple goals i mean if if they're bashing your community why well, am i gonna go she's also one of the first athletes outside of the nfl that knelt in support with kaepernick yeah. way back when yeah, so when she's she's been a part of the the fight for justice. And then what made it funnier is that whole ass fucking went on Twitter and when he mentioned her, he said that she sh- you should say anything until you actually win. So don't talk until you win. Oh boy, she, she said, I, you know what she said? <laughs> bet, <laughs> bet, bet, homie. Yeah. And then made the winning goal. <laughs> yeah, I think she scored a goal in every damn game. Um, every individual award that could be won, she got. She was like super MVP. Then, when she got the award and she put it up on Instagram, her caption was lyrics from Hustle and Motivate by Nipsey Hussle. And she tagged them and wrote Marathon Continues. So it wasn't just, you know, trying to appropriate and take lyrics and make... No, she's been down for a while. The, 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 ally, the alliest of the allies. I like, yeah. She's, she's down for us. Yeah. So 2020, you know she who she ain't voting for. Yeah. So, yeah, that was wild. I was like, damn. And all I said was, America, fuck yeah. That was the only time I said And then during, like, the redeem, we talked about it on the phone the other night. Like, the redeem, the, every time I watch the redeem team play and I see them niggas dunk the ball, I just say, America. <laughs> Dwayne Wade dunks the ball, America. <laughs> LeBron. Oh, man. Those were funny-ass games to watch. I'll never forget that time. I'm going to tell the people this. I was watching the Olympics, and they were showing, they were, I think they went against Mexico or Puerto Rico or whatever, and they were talking about this young kid who was 18 years old, and they go, oh, this guy's a standout, 
you know, he's good. He's doing real good. And he was bouncing the ball, trying to make take it up the lane. Dwayne Wade was like guarding him, and he was like, "Yeah, we 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 have a lot of potential with him." And then all of a sudden, as soon as they said that, Dwayne Wade stole the ball and ran down the court and dunked it on his ass. Yep. <laughs> I was like, well, there's that. That summarizes that up. Uh, That was the year that Kobe decided he was so pissed off with what happened in the finals loss against the Celtics that he grew out a goatee and said, fuck this shit, somebody got to pay. Someone got to die. Yeah. He saw that Dwayne Wade, Carmelo, and LeBron were on the team, and he said, you little niggas, come on, let's go. (laughs) And 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 all them motherfuckers was doing 5 a.m. workouts and shit. I'm mad. (laughs) I'm mad. I didn't get a ring. I got to get this stupid-ass gold medal. As Buffy said, there was one play for him, there was one play for me, where the ball was going out of bounds. Dwayne Wade dove for that shit, threw the ball inbound sideways, and it ended up becoming an alley-oop for Kobe, and he dunked the shit. And that's when I realized, all right, like, what no. else? What else? They were the redeemed team. Oh, man, that was funny. What, what else? <laughs> just, they were I just, can't wait. What is it? We're in 19? I think next year they play. Well, who's going to? Damn. I don't remember Kevin Durant making half, damn near half-court shots. And Zion. <laughs> shit. I ain't never seen that. <laughs> that's going to be his high school highlights all over again. And Zion dunking over a Spaniard, jumping over him. <laughs> They're going to be doing them Space Jam dunks. <laughs> <laughs> shit, what do you do? It's like, well, shit. Wow, damn, Zion in the, oh, God. Yeah. I'm just saying, you saying how Kobe was pissed off because he had to play. He was like, I, got, I didn't get a fucking ring, but I got to get a fucking gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> you four niggas, let's go. You four, you, 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 you. Come on. <laughs> just get this shit over with. America, um, fuck yeah. So yeah. shout out to the USA women's soccer team, of course. Uh, shouts out to Coco Goff, mm. 15 years old. Be- had a hell of a run at Wimbledon until she was eliminated. I think she made... The lead eight or the final four? Yeah, she beat. I think she beat Venus. She Venus was whooping ass. She was whooping ass. So pretty much, she knows she gonna be back. Yeah. Everyone always gets mad when Serena loses and shit like that. And I'm going like, dude, you know how many fucking championships she has? Shit. I mean, remember, she did what she did when she was pregnant. That too. <laughs> that's a t- that's an award in itself. An award in itself, man. Uh, yeah, 15 year old young. Uh, I believe she's uh, biracial, multi. Uh, she was black racial. as fuck. She is. Uh, she is black. Yeah. So the, so she the marathon go, continues. And she couldn't go to that fucking <laughs> festival then. Yeah. <laughs> the marathon continues. Yeah. The marathon <laughs> continues for her. And uh, I would imagine that um, Serena's giving her some good game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Shouts out to Coco. Shout out to her. Um. To finish up, uh, Iowa police they designed a sneaker. Uh, the yeah. Blue Lives Matter Fives. I saw that's that. not what they're called, but that's that's what they look like. That's what they look like. The uh, All Lives Matter Twelves. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, the um, mm, the killer nigga sneaks. Yeah, the killer nigga eights. The you want to go to jail now twelves. <laughs> um, what else? The, is there? Yeah, the Eric. Yeah, the oh my god. The you can't barbecue here sevens. <laughs> <laughs> the turn that music down. To Speaking of that, did you hear about the yeah. the cat from YouTube? YouTube, YouTube, the one that works at uh, YouTube or Google. Out oh here? yeah, I saw that video. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, got yeah. another one. Another, and he was from out here in Berkeley. Yeah, hallway Harry or doorway Danny, the, whatever you want to call him. Danny. Anyway, he was calling on some dude that wasn't in his house. No, it was an apartment complex, and he said he was waiting for a friend who has a disability. Mm-hmm. So he was just waiting for the for the lady to come and down. He said he didn't believe him. 
Um, we'll start, and then what made it worse is that his son was telling, like the oh, the white boy's son was telling him, "Daddy, don't do this. It's not yeah. worth it." He knew what was going on. Yeah, he's like, "Daddy, don't do it." He just did it anyway. On the, and he, you know, it's illegal to fucking call nine one one for black people. And dude, and I don't understand white folks that do this. It's like they have to when you see the camera phone come out and they're filming you, and you're on your phone. Something in your brain should just be like. Uh oh, I'm about to go viral. You would think, but it's it's the it's the white privilege, privilege. The, the superiority mindset. The yeah, like I'm I'm better than you. Yeah, I, I can overcome that. And they, but they, it's like they just can't snap out of. They it. can't. It's just like they they really feel that they're right until they until they go and work the next day and be like they just they just get your link on YouTube, boy. <laughs> Cracker, <laughs> like they just turn the laptop. No, they put it up on the big screen because he works at YouTube. Yeah, and they're like, "Fuck is this? <laughs> Fuck is this, Chris? Fuck is this, Chris?" I'm like, "Bill, yeah, <laughs> Bill, Chris, why'd Chris. you, why'd you do it? Why? You know what they're gonna do? Like, I just don't understand it. Like, you're gonna go viral. They'll tell you. Would have made it even more funnier. What? Is if the guy actually ended up being a coder at the same company. That would have been worse. That would have been hilarious. That would have been funny. If Come to were... find out he was working on the floor below him. That would have been some shit. Uh, yeah, well, he's going to probably lose his job because they already found everything. They found his yeah. Facebook. I don't know how they find him. Black Twitter, they were just... They're wild. Did they put like face, they put the facial recognition on there or something? Like, how did they find him that quick? Somebody brought up a good point, though. They said, if you think this man is, is uh, a threat... Why are you standing around with your child around him? On your phone? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to get away and then... And he kept telling you, I'm not doing nothing. And yeah. it, was in a, it was in a public area, too. And the his, waiting area. And his son kept telling you, Daddy, this is wrong. You shouldn't... We shouldn't do this. Let's go away. And he's like, shh, be quiet, son. I got this. Yeah, yeah you got this, all right. Yeah, you Look, got it, yeah. Yeah, you little racist fuck. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they give him uh, these... Uh... He's nuts. I'm, I'm going to get you threes in a separate package. I'm going to get you threes. <laughs> I'm going to get you sucker yeah. twos. Um, another rest in peace. Uh, you will remember. You don't know the name, but you'll definitely remember when I describe him. Uh, Jared Lorenzen. Remember the big, the big, big quarterback at Kentucky from way back when? The white boy? That oh. looked like he should have been a lineman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He passed away. Oh, wow. 38 years old. I think he passed away in his sleep, too. Uh, Isn't that this, I'm thinking of the same guy from Gremlin. Nah, but remember the remember that one random league where they had the the fat, the big overweight guy playing quarterback in, like, the neon colors? Yeah. Yeah, that was him. Wow. Um, so, Jerry Lorenzen, he basically holds every single quarterbacking record, I think, up to this time at Damn. Kentucky. Oh, And a lot of people don't realize that he was on the Giants' first championship team in 2007. Wow. So he uh, he went out with a Super Bowl ring. Shit, can you imagine trying to take him down? Trying to sack him? I've seen it. <laughs> it was not easy. Well, yeah. The man was the, 300 pounds playing yeah, quarterback. He had to take the whole team to take him down. The whole fucking defensive people. Yeah. Just to dogpile him. And then he was still standing up to throw the fucking 30-yard pass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely rest in peace to him. Last Chance you comes back in a few weeks. Like the new season. Chad, I like JB. I like him. Well, I will never work with him. <laughs> I would never work with him. Let's make that clear. Motherfucker. Emphasis on motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the most dysfunctional team I have ever watched on television. Last chance you. What were they? The Lincoln? The Lincoln Eagles or some shit? 
They were, I know they were Lincoln. They were in I Kansas? I don't know. They were in Kansas. Memorial, I know. Independence? They were Lincoln, but I know they were Lincoln something. Whatever the case, he ain't coaching no more. I know you better look for a fucking lawyer. <laughs> He's facing, what, eight felonies? Isn't it for scamming? And being called a race. And then he was threatening people, too. He was threatening people and all types of shit. Yeah, no, look it up. I know he did some stupid shit. But yeah, man, Jason Brown, that was his name. Oh, boy, from Last Chance You. Was just come back on Netflix. Eight felonies for trying to silence newspapers. <laughs> yeah. He's from Compton. Fam. Oh, yeah. That's some nigga that shit. Powerful nigga. That, that's some, he, he grew up in Compton. <laughs> He's from the hood. Fam, I got to read this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Brown, the former Independence Community College Independence. football coach, is facing eight felony accounts for allegedly stealing the identity of a lawyer in an attempt to silence local newspapers. That's some gangster shit. <laughs> Brown, who gained notoriety for being featured on Netflix documentary series Last Chance You, is charged with four counts of blackmail, four <laughs> counts of identity theft, all felonies, as well as two counts of criminal false communication, which are both misdemeanors. Wow. The Montgomery County Attorney's Office filed charges on Friday. <sighs> Well, last chance you in the next two weeks, so watch that shit and see what leads into why he got kicked off. I can't wait to the after show. Let me repeat this. (laughs) Is facing eight felony counts for allegedly stealing the identity of a lawyer in an attempt to silence local newspapers. He's from Compton. You remember that? that, Scammer. (laughs) He's scamming. No, he tried. No, he, he knew he got himself into some shit and he was just like, shit. So let me make up some shit and hopefully I don't get caught doing it. And he got caught doing it. You know what his bail is, man. What? 11000 and chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> 11000 and some chocolate. <laughs> 48 acres in the mirror, 11000 and a chocolate. Some chocolate. Damn, man. Damn. I wonder who season four is going to be. Man, this is the, I, you remember season three? It man. can't get more. Dif- hey, man, I say it can't get more dysfunctional than that. What was it? Episode what four? When I called you, episode eight? When it was, when all, when all fuckery went loose? I called you and I said three. I was three, like, yes. I was like, just wait till you get to three, and then it was four. Like, okay. Episode four. That's yeah. what it was. And I was like, because episode three, I was stressed. Episode four. That's right. You were stressed <laughs> about three, and I was like, oh, just just wait till four. And I think I said the same shit to everyone else. Everyone else was stressed about three. Oh, wait till four. Yeah. And it was the mile. Never forget. I never got that stressed over a football team. That's that I don't relate to. Only time I get stressed when I watch my Niners play when we were really good. This shit. It was like. Coaches fighting, <laughs> players cussing each cussing the refs out. Yeah. All this shit was going on. Coaches fighting the players and shit, and they still won the game. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, he was like, "Winning makes everything good." <laughs> and it ends. And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. That should have won a fucking Emmy. I to this day, I said it should have won a Golden Globe or an Emmy or something. Winning cures everything, and then it gives you the five second ticker to the next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to stop the pause. Like, what yeah. the fuck? What kind of fuck? And, and I saw the teaser trailer for it, and it showed him fighting with someone else. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Um, I won't go into too much details with this, but there were fights at Disneyland and the Cubs and White Sox game. Um, for those who want to see it, uh, it go was, down your timeline. It was both uh, it was both the the caucasity as well as the niggardry. I'll let you guess on which took place there. Powerful niggardry at work, yeah. Um, yes, that's on video. Uh, Chick-fil-A. If there was ever any confirmation on the kind of training that Chick-fil-A gives their employees, 
we got it with the report that a Chick-fil-A employee jumped through the drive-thru window <laughs> to get into the passenger's car because he was choking on food. And he resuscitated him right then there on the scene. That's just called being a decent human being. That lets you know what goes on in that Chick-fil-A training. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody could just work at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I think it's some shit that you got to be a Marine to even have a chance to be working at Chick-fil-A. You gotta, they must hire the most decent of all people at these play, at these spots. Can you imagine doing a NFL-style combine to work at Chick-fil-A? I can imagine. Running through the damn no, drive through that, No, that's for In-N-Out. <laughs> <laughs> you see how the motherfuckers work at In-N-Out, man. They just, I don't know. I've seen them long-ass fucking, like, for the drive for the drive throughs and shit like that. And I've seen them in the back just still just for the drive throughs And then the people in the fucking store. I don't know how they do it. It's magic. Yeah. They make you earn that fucking money. Yep. Everyone, everyone always fucking shits on In-N-Out. I'm like, dude, people don't even go here be shitting on it. Niggas don't know. Niggas don't know about the Niggas animal style, is. man. Niggas hey. idiots word OG, OG Macko. Yeah. Um, T.I. is going to be starring in a film about the Flint water crisis. I don't know why they're going to a movie on it. I was about to say, congratulations to him for landing the role. However, I... We all know how it's going to end because they're making this movie before the resolution has been found. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean... And you know T.I. is going to be using big-ass words throughout the whole shit. Yeah. So you're either going to... It's going to end leaving you pissed off or it's going to end giving you that bullshit ass, but we have hope and we keep fighting for more. It's going to be a combination of both. You yeah. Pissed off for hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, and last but not least, um, it appears that Ashanti and Michael Blackson are dating. Where did you see this? On Instagram? Everywhere. That's random. It's all it's all about personality. People just make a girl laugh and ship in. You make her laugh. Half the panties is already off. Yeah, make like, her laugh. That's all you need. Yeah, all you need. Make her laugh and you will be in them draws. Shout oh. out to the dark skin brothers, man. They like me. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 you what a fuck are you? And the kind of and the kind of brothers that society would deem as because I don't know what the fuck a good looking nigga looks like. I, that's not my style. I'm not my style. I like females. Yeah. But <laughs> shouts out to the ones who society because I know society calls this man an ugly ass nigga. But shouts out to he these, can't get jiggy with this. Yeah. But shouts out to this man because. Uh, Oh, we, he is fucking Ashanti. We uh, we've talked about how Ashanti has ascended into the auntie body. That's the th- oh man, she is thick as fuck right now. Yeah, thick, thick, thick. Yeah. Thick. Now again, yeah. nothing has yeah. been fully confirmed. However, they have been at multiple events with each other, mm-hmm. and in every photo, she is laughing. And that's all that matters: laughing and laughing. <laughs> yep. Tell me, man. All y'all niggas, y'all be worried about being at the gym. What you pick up lines, what you drive. All you gotta just, do is just, make them laugh. Just, just make, make them laugh. laugh. Just make them laugh and make them a playlist. It's <laughs> so all that matters. That is if really... You can make them a laugh and have them vibe to some good music. Have a good conversation. See, sometimes the friend zone is really is the right zone to be in. <laughs> I mean, depending on how you look at it. And then, because they, they, they always can find a you. So, yeah, just play your position. And, and, and you know how it goes. Hmm. When the ones that get cheated on... That's the first one that they they call you, but you that, gotta play it right though, because you know you get the opportunity to get that revenge head. That revenge head just hit different. <laughs> <laughs> something different about that revenge head. <laughs> you gotta play your position right though. Yeah, shit, can't just jump. Nope. <laughs> no, nope. you can't go get revenge head. The revenge head has to find you. Exactly. You gotta let it just happen. Yeah, the mouth has to just die to your yeah. cock. 
Anyway, this is episode 141 of the Logical Sense Podcast. You can always follow me on the Twitter. Mr. Busby for lowercase O eight. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Theological SP. You can follow us on Instagram at Theological Sense, and of course on the Facebook. Of course, you hit me on all social media, JC No Hates. Um, the free agency hype is just about done, so I ain't talking to you niggas no more. <laughs> I swear to God, there was I was so happy to just converse with people until I realized the same kind of. Uh, I'm not gonna put them in quotes because they are Lakers fans. I've already told you there's a dumbass community of them. Yeah, you. Yeah, um, I'm so sad you had to find that out the hard way. No, I didn't have. To, I told I mean, you you knew about it, community. but when you had to unfollow people because of it, when you yeah, were telling you know, me that. Uh, cats begging people on actually begging players, tagging them, begging them, please come to Lakers, and niggas just laughing, saying no. <laughs> I had to follow that nigga. <laughs> unfollow him. Um, Please and then other cats who was like, you know, who swore up and down that Kawhi was going to be there and that it was going to be a rap, all of a sudden talked bad about this man and his uncle and the whole family. Like, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm back in my shell. Leave they acted alone. like he was the piece. You guys got LeBron. You thought he was going to be. You have LeBron James. I thought LeBron was the answer. Now Kawhi's the answer. What if he wasn't the answer? I don't know what the answer is. It's just like, you t- I know who the answer is. The answer is Allen Iverson. But do you know what the answer is? What? $11,000 and some chocolate, <laughs> nigga. That's where I'm out to get. You know, That's the I, mission. When I woke up this morning, the first Prince episode was on. The You know what episode I'm talking about. The infamous yeah. episode. You think I want this? It, it just, just happened. happened. The way he did yeah. it. <laughs> you think I want this? It just happened. <laughs> That's what you like for me. You win. <laughs> you think I want this? It just happened. That's up there with fucking Isley Brothers. <laughs> Look at me. I did this to you. That's what Kawhi did. Boardman did this to you. Yeah. Slap the damn Terminator. Anyway, we are out. Bye, Martin. Peace. Peace.